Welcome to Cards, Comics, and Carbs, a show for nerds by nerds. I am your host, Chris. With me, as always, the ESP of CCC, the Cheesy Cow Zone, Jason himself, and a new addition, Alex Steiner, the mathematician. How you doing, gentlemen? Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I like uh, it. It takes me a minute, just... but it, 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 it's, yeah. all, it's all floating around in there. It's floating mm-hmm. around in there, along with Absolutely. a lot of other stuff, but it, we'll leave that alone. Top-notch booker. So is it just a cheesy calzone? There was nothing else in it. Not not this time because I I bought the I was feeling adventurous. I never got a calzone from there. So before I got really Mm -hmm. crazy with with a new ordering, I wanted to just try the regular cheesy one first, and then next time we'll Mm -hmm. we'll venture out. But next time it's three p.m. It's tootsie roll time now. So yeah, (laughs) next time is three p.m. We were saying before we started recording, we 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 saved our, our best stuff for before we push record. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason was saying he had a cheesy calzone, hence his name on on Zoom today. Yep, and uh, we were saying that, that sounds like a rejected NXT name. It really does, but not entirely because they would still probably use it. So. It's honestly going to be what what Johnny Gargano comes back as. Vince is going to change his name, right? Like that's the Butch. <laughs> it's no, it's going to be cheesy. That's going to be to- cheesy Gargano. That's going to be Tony D'Angelo on the main roster. Right? Cheesy calzone, <laughs> cheesy calzone marinara. <laughs> Oh boy. Well, uh, so some stuff has happened. Not really, but ow. no, I'm not, I'm not, not as much as last time. No, no, I no, mean, not you at know, all, no. last time, last time there was kind of like a big event that happened, so there was a lot from there. Um, you know, WrestleMania, There's more stupid name changes. <sighs> they're back really to back segments, but what did I miss? Really. So yeah, they had they had back to back on Raw, back to back name se- name change segments. Okay. So, so now they have Marcel Barthel is now Ludwig von some shit. Yep. They're really like leaning into. I mean, it has to be intentional at this point, like really leaning into like the Walter Nazi shit because it's just like mm-hmm. you don't go out with that and then for weeks have people be like, well, pretty sure this is like a Nazi referential name. And then, like, they have doubled and tripled down on it. Oh yeah, by like yeah. just, just, just like the appearance of both of them coming out. Um, I mean, now they're like, okay, well, what do we do to get away from an incredibly German-sounding persona to not be perceived as a Nazi? Okay, well, let's make him wear red and say he's invading SmackDown <laughs> because you know that'll conjure up, you know, no. Nazification images in anyone's mind, like I Nazification. I love it. Yeah, that's a great word. I'm just throwing it out. Dude, there. you are living that Steiner gimmick today, buddy. You really like have put it upon me. Yeah, that now you are I am making Steinerizing this podcast. That is because I'm a genetic freak. There's a 61 and a third percent chance I'll have a better joke than that later on. <laughs> oh, I so, love it. <laughs> So yeah, you had you so, so it that. started out with yeah, no, because it's like when they did it, it was like you know how they used to say ladies and gentlemen Elias? Well they go, ladies and gentlemen, Ludwig von what's his fuck. So and they did him <laughs> and then he introduced Gunther and then the segment after that it's backstage and it says, and here's Raw uh SmackDown's newest superstar, Raquel Rodriguez, instead of Raquel mm-hmm. Gonzalez. Oh, okay. I'm just like, but like I don't I don't hate that one as much because it is like a, you know, you're not dropping anything, you're not making it harder, but it adds alliteration. Mm-hmm. 
I will add, but there's already a ton of fucking double R names, right? You got Roman Reigns, you got Rhea Ripley, you got Ronda Rousey. So it's just like, do we need another double Razor R? Ramon. Yeah. I mean, like current, right? Like Razor Ramon is not going to be. Razor Ramon lives forever, motherfucker. Hey, yo. Literally just died, actually. Bad times don't I was going to say, yeah, that's Bad really poor phrasing because they won't. They did, yeah, in he, fact, he won't. false. Oh, my God. The number 27 entry is going to be the hologram of Razor Ramon. Well, dude, we're, uh, we're watching. We're watching. <clears throat> we're a little behind on the mass singer. This is off topic, but we're a little behind on the mass singer. <laughs> and we're catching up last night, and all of a sudden, Gilbert Gottfried showed up doing a guest spot, and I'm like, "Ooh, oh, really yeah, bad, bad timing." Bad timing. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, it has been like so, a couple weeks of name changes because um, we no longer have Elias. He was no, he was no, no, killed. No, no, we still have a, Elias. He was killed in a freak. Uh, beard letting operation well did you see um, the instagram it's a heel posted i did yes we're, we're, yeah. we're the same we're, we're two different people it's like i, I like, think people will say this is fake or like people say this photoshop yeah, yeah yeah i thought that was it's great. gonna be so good i think this mm-hmm. storyline like and with kevin owens playing into it it's gonna be uh-huh. so so good like it's gonna be great i hope like they can only disappoint me now which they're going to but yeah, they are because it feels like the perfect like wwe campiness of like what i want from like the humor and the wrestling because i want it's you know it 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 flares up to this point where kevin owens is just gonna get pissed and just start fighting ezekiel in like Mm. a elias on a pole right (laughs) custody of like birth certificate of ezekiel right or yeah um i think this storyline came a year or so too late because if they did this in the Thunderdome era, yeah, where, they could, yeah. where, where you film all the stuff with Elias first, then you film all the you film all the Ezekiel stuff, and then you mix it together, that could have been so so good. It, it would have been the Alexa really Bliss good. Fireball era would have been great. Exactly, yeah. so just mm-hmm. like Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. How the lights go out, and all of a sudden she's back to regular Alexa Bliss. And I gotta say, I don't know if you saw Raw with um, Bianca Belair and Sonya Deville. I thought Bailey was coming back. I was ready for it, and it wasn't. Damn, <laughs> I know it's like so disappointing because like we're like building up these, <clears throat> you know, great potential matches that could happen with with because there's a plethora of or not a plethora but there's enough women out there that have not returned that I would like yeah. to see oh, return. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I mean, she, that have a legitimate like like you know chance at winning and have actually won and you know held the championship before, right? Like you know we had yeah. Bailey, Oscar, Alexa Bliss, like all just sitting there <laughs> at least they name I mean, dropped alexa bliss which was right I, she she you know she didn't just like have a wedding right so like that's understandable that yeah. she's not gonna be fucking so disappointed busy. in her whatever <laughs> you're that's happy for her you go live your life not happy for her i'm not happy for her all right well cheesy calzone you can be fucking cheesy and jealous that's fine cheesy calzone um, with the heel turn the heel turn early in the episode well no it's actually it was something that like chris and i were talking about on night two when we were watching the um, the Fatal 4-Way, like, the tag match, the women's tag, mm-hmm. where it was just, like, you know, going through, like, the list of the women there, and then all of, like, the other women in the WWE. Like, the women's division in WWE is incredibly competitive. Right? Like, there are, like, at that top level, pretty much most of them, if you put the belt on them, I'd be like, yeah, that's deserving. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, it wouldn't be shocked to me. I don't think you I mean not I don't think you can't say the so same gender about, about exactly right like well <laughs> you know Nia Jax right she's gone um 
Yeah, that's fair. My like, whole... I don't... You can't say the same about... Like, if The Miz gets the championship over Reigns. Like, it would just not make any fucking sense, right? Right. <clears throat> but, like, I, I feel like it's super competitive. I think they need to introduce another, like, a third belt. Like a, like a U.S. championship, intercontinental championship, like, type tier in the women's division. Because you have all of this, like, really talented upper mid-card level talent that is just watching Charlotte hold it and Bianca and Becky trade off. Yeah. Yep. And then Ronda show up. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, something like else. Not, so then... You can't use USA because you have the United States title and Universal, so that's already NBC, so you got to get Fox or the Rupert, the Rupert Murdoch Championship. <laughs> That'll go over well. Nice. The Ted Turner Invitational. Uh, let's see. That's so cool. Um, yeah, and then I'm trying to think. I'm, and then the other already change. Yeah, was there another? Because that's what we're talking about. Yeah, well, Austin Theory is now just Theory, which is ridiculous. I mean, they dropped on. the Austin, which is so fucking I mean, dumb, especially they after did it you with had Elias. I know. It... Yeah, and Andrade, and Zelina. And Cody's going to be really happy he has that in his contract now. <laughs> He's not just... Well, Cody's it's also fucking untouchable. <laughs> he has to be. He has to be because, yeah. like, Vince is not a stupid businessman. He's not making the best decisions wrestling wise in recent years, right? But, like, he understands what bringing Cody in means. It's not about Cody Rhodes. Because you already know what Cody Rhodes can bring, right? It's about what what the other talent could be coming in can bring. Mm -hmm. And so in order to do that, you need to make it look like Cody Rhodes is getting the biggest fucking push in the world. So, I mean, he's going to be the one that takes the belt off Roman at some point. It also is just set up so perfectly. 100%. Because they're leaning into the whole, they're really, really leaning into the whole bloodline deal. Um and then, you know, I mean, on top of it, right, there's there's more than one royal family in wrestling, like, and he's trying to win the belt back because, you know, Dusty got it taken away from him type deal, or he didn't win it because, you know, it was a DQ finish type thing, so he never got it, so he's going to try and, you know, win it. And, like, that's his whole angle. And, like, yeah, that's, that's how they're going to do it. And especially because he's coming from outside the WWE, it also, in a way, keeps everyone else safe because it's like, okay, well, like, we can't give it to someone else that because everyone else has lost to Roman at this point. Like everyone else, everyone has fucking lost multiple times. Like, or in a case of so, Seth, just not <clears throat> beat him. Right. Well, exactly. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's just, I, I, yeah. I, Cause good. No, no, no. I was going to say, you're not going to like, you're not going to have Cody beat Seth and have Seth DQ finish with Roman and then have Seth take it off Roman, right? Like, you're not going to have Cody lose no. to Roman, but have Cody beat Seth, but have Seth beat Roman. That makes fucking sense. It, it needs to be, like like you said, it has to be Roman. It has to be the biggest deal it can possibly be. Because yeah. like, as, as you stated, I, one of, I can't remember whether it was uh, Steiner or Calzone who originally said this. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and I 100% agree that how they treat Cody is directly going to affect yeah. how free agents in the future perceive coming in because they see a lot of mm -hmm. people coming from WWE not being happy. Now if they see people going there and getting the royal treatment, they're not doing this so much for Cody. They're doing this for the future contracts of Darby Allen 
MJF, mm-hmm. um, possibly even people like I doubt I've Adam Cole there, Britt Baker, but I'm, I'm sure they'd be more than happy to have her. I mean, uh, look at how look at how people are reacting right now to Sammy Guevara. He has literally filled that like vacuum that Cody left, where people are just like like he's he's literally doing the same fucking promos that Cody was doing with Dan Lambert and American Top Team. You know, as trying to be this face that's getting booed, and then AEW is like cutting out the boos from the crowd and like pasting in cheers mm-hmm. um, for a Rampage, right? So, like, he's filling that space. I got to imagine he looks and sees Cody and sees like sort of the same, like, sort of he's walking in the same type of footprints there, where it's just like, well, shit, like, if Cody's getting fucking over in WWE, I can do that. So that's the type of thing it's about. It is about, like you said, like the Darby Allens and and a lot of like the younger uh, talent because it is. I mean, at the end of the day, they can they can be you know sort of in charge of their own destiny at AEW, but like it's not WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Like no, yeah, you can't win not. a Royal Rumble from AEW, right? You're not going to win the Money in the Bank and cash it in and something crazy at like a WrestleMania. Like that's just not going to happen unless you're in the WWE. Funny you mention Money in the Bank because I, I had I had a theory on that. Mm-hmm. I because I, you have you have to have Cody go over Roman at a, at a flagship event, mm-hmm. and WrestleMania next year is just too far away. No people people are not, not that they won't that. like Cody anymore, but they're going to lose <clears throat> interest. Mm-hmm. And I think it'd be a great idea since SummerSlam is normally around mid August to have Cody win Money in the Bank, come out the next day on Raw. And say, I'm not taking any cheap shots. I'm not taking any shortcuts. This is something I've always wanted. And I am now challenging Roman Reigns, main event, SummerSlam. You can't say no. He has the contract. Roman can't back out of it. And whether it's for one, one title, if they're going to unify him, unify title, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Cody looks like honorable. And it, it gives proper time for a buildup, not just like a week. It gives proper mm-hmm. five, six weeks to build up for the SummerSlam. Mm. And it's a big enough event. They can do everything in their power to make it look like, man, Cody is really good, but he's gonna have a hard time beating Roman because nobody else could. And then have him go over. Don't don't do a fucked up finish. Don't do a, ironically enough, a dusty finish <laughs> named after his dad. Just have him beat him, straight up. Have a great match. That would be a real barn burner. Have it be back and forth. Have it be a long match because you have to. You can't beat Roman in five minutes. Right. Oh no no no! no it no. has to because be, that uh, that devalues the rest right. of the fucking locker room. It has like, to be a WrestleMania thirty like uh, Taker and Brock, where it's just mm. back and forth, just beating each other. I know that match was kind of hindered because Undertaker had a concussion and everything halfway through, but yeah, that kind of thing where it's back and forth, back and forth, and you're like, this isn't going to happen. And then Cody has the kind of finishing move too in the crossroads where you can believe even somebody as strong as Roman if they get caught if he hits that. I don't know, on a chair or outside the ring, depending on what kind of match it is. He can he can stun him for enough time to get the pinfall. That's believable. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's a body slam yep. as a finisher or something. So he better do he better do that fucking like I really want him to do like the dusty boxing. You know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. right like the pop on that if that's how he wins the the title. Mm. Like and it's already, you know, like storybooked because that's what he did in his first match right. against Seth, right? So like don't do it again. Until you beat he Roman. did it on Monday against the Miz, too. Oh, did he do it? I didn't watch the match because I was like, oh, well, this is, yeah. 
Okay, well then I'm I'm glad then that they're incorporating that as his finisher because it was either you use it the once for the big moments or just in general now this is the finisher. And they have to so, make that it wasn't the finish. Thing. He still won with crossroads, but yeah. Well, no, but did he do that into the crossroads? Uh, I think so. It was it okay. was right toward the end. He, I mean, it was definitely a spot. Like it was right. Like, okay, yeah. It's gonna be a Cody spot from here on out. Yeah. Right. Not sorry. Not the finisher, but like the setup for the finisher. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And they have to make that crowd think that that. You know, every time Cody's just about there, all of a sudden, oh no, Roman's gonna pull a Roman and get him. Like he does a dusty boxing, he's gonna go for the crossroads. He does it, and the last time he goes to throw a punch or throw the elbow, Roman gets that headlock on him and he gets him on the ground. They're like, oh, here we go again. Well, you know, super Roman, and then he gets out of it, and then he goes for another move, and Roman hits another spear, and it's like over and over again. Then finally he gets it. Like they can build it to make it look. Well, the, yeah, the way they do good. it is because you know Roman's got the Superman punch, right? So he just does the Superman punch. He gets Cody a few times, and then finally. He goes for the Superman punch, and Cody's got his arms up, and he moves out of the way, and then he does the rest of the boxing moves, right? Or he catches him, moves out of the way of the Superman punch, catches him into crossroads, boom. You know? Yep. But it just, the the whole fact that it's the, you know, there's more than one royal family in wrestling, and then, you know, Roman, they're really leaning into, like, the your, your tribal leaders type thing, Roman. Because, like, that's I, what Paul Heyman was saying, like, right at the end of the match. I love the fact that you know i was never a big fan of cody as a face i think this is working right now we'll see how long it works but he seems exactly, like yeah. in real life he seems like a very likable guy mm-hmm. um but I, I i just think i don't know i didn't think i liked him as a face mm-hmm. and, and i do right now i think it'll work for now um but wow i actually forgot what i was gonna say I had a really good point in like mid sentence. I was just like, I'm, I didn't even smoke anything yet today. <laughs> well, wow. so like, okay. he's Damn. he's doing well as a face so far, you know, and it's so a lot of it's because like the Cody Rhodes character, the American Nightmare, was never like an AEW wrestler. He was like a WWE mm-hmm. character totally. inside of AEW. But like on top of that, Cody, as Cody Rhodes son of dusty Rhodes doesn't work that well as a face because like dusty was over face wise because he was you know he was like a a working man's man right like he was like the salt of the earth simple man type of guy right cody Rhodes is the son of the guy that became like the american dream and he's like was born into money and like you know the son of the son of the wrestling family right exactly so it, you know what I mean? Like, like he he walks out with suits, and you know he he looks like he has money, and it it conveys a completely different message to the viewer base. You know, the reason Stone Cold was so over was because he looked like he just came out of the fucking double wide to yeah. to fucking kick some ass, right? He just punched a time clock, walked out of the the factory doors, and went yeah, stunned. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Right, oh. and it's 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 not the same, right? So it's like you're taking the aesthetic of like MJF, and you're trying to make him face, and it's hard. <laughs> yes, yes. I think you know. I remember what I was going to say now. Thankfully, uh-huh. nice. Glad I filled the air. <laughs> yes, yes. I appreciate that very much. I appreciate. It. Uh, it, it's funny too because they, they it work it's working because they're letting him be him. Yes. Uh, everything from. The music, which is the that he, he came in with at WrestleMania, which is the music he chose when he left WWE. I don't know if he had a mid or it was already a song. I, I'm not sure, but it's I already a song. It was already I would have to imagine that he has the my rights phone. to it or something. Okay, I have it on my phone. It's it's an actual like real song. Okay, well it's it's like 
listen to the words. It's all about him, like, getting his freedom yeah. back from leaving WWE. Like, everything, everything about him is, like, this is what I had to leave WWE to do, but they mm-hmm. wanted him so bad, they still just keep letting him do it. Keeps the Cody mm-hmm. Rhodes name. He gets to have the music, uh, the whole wrestling royal family thing. Uh, you know, because Vince would love you to think that you know, they manage the only royal family in wrestling. Uh, it's 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 just it's great because if he had come in with, you know, his old smoke and mirror song, and he came in as the old Cody Rhodes, and uh, people, he, well, that would have been <laughs> terrible, especially. But if he just comes in as just Cody Rhodes who left WWE a couple years ago, it would not have worked. People would have popped one time because it was Cody. And then he would have come out on Raw the next night and probably been like, eh, lukewarm response, and nobody would have given a shit after that. Mm-hmm. The fact this is the character he's built and he's running with and it's working. Exactly. Mm-hmm. This is what he needs to keep doing. Whether he's a face or a heel, he needs to keep along the same trajectory because he's doing really great with this. Mm-hmm. It also, again, it also shows to anyone else out there, hey, we can let you keep your level of creativity that you've already put into your wrestler, mm-hmm. right? You know, which is also super fucked up because on the backside of it, now you're Butch, right? Yeah, there's all these people who are already you know under contract. I mean? You're right? no we already... longer Pete Dunne. You're Butch. <laughs> we already right? have you're you. We don't Austin care. Theory, yeah, theory, exactly. Right. right. Riddle. So it's just exactly. You're not Matt Riddle. You're just Riddle, right? Um. So it's just it's it's a they need to because of all of that like fucking to the nxt people that have come up they really really need to push cody to the fucking moon is that is that the next uh subtitle for the next nxt pay-per-view nxt takeover the fucking i just know when braun breaker gets called up he's gonna get turned into brian steiner so it's fine that's fine i don't i don't hate that especially because you know oh he needs to be a steiner i'm good with that yeah exactly i'm just sad but he doesn't Anyway, that's what was I going to say. I don't remember what I was going to say. Something about Braun Steiner in the main roster? Yeah, I fucking know. What's not been that important? <laughs> well, one thing we've learned today is that if it's a, before like 4 or 5 o'clock, Jason and I can't remember what we were going to say for more than 10 seconds. So, <laughs> it's just like, no. my ADHD brain has been like on fire and yeah. loving this. Well, no, because this is my first day of vacation in oh. months. So nice. I may have made a stop or two this afternoon, this morning. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's why you got the nice. cheesy calzone and the tea. Okay. That's why you all got making the sense now. Yeah. All making there sense now. It's a judgment-free zone. No judgment. Love that cheesy <laughs> calzone. Bro. <laughs> all right. You want to do our top fives? Yeah, two or top yeah. five. Two heel turns. Yep. Top five turns. I still, I still don't know what order I'm going. I just Actually, I know what I'm going to say first. Yeah, I'm just going to. It's funny because I have four heel turns and only one face turn. I have, I have two face turns. I have. And everything else is heel turns. Wow, I have zero. Yeah, all, it's you, more fun to. Turns, don't you? It's all more fun to. See, it's it's more fun to see a heel turn. <laughs> yeah. Right, because. You know, you know what I mean. Like, it's more just, fun to yeah. see the villain created. It's more fun. I mean, you know, it's hard the, also I mean, to see a heel to see a face turn. Like, well, I mean, it's it, and then the crowd needs to be invested again. Like on exactly. SmackDown last week, Riddick Moss or Mad, Mad Cat Moss turned face, mm-hmm. but the, the crowd was going crazy for him during that segment before that. 
Mm-hmm. That's a dude, low uh, a low, low key guy. If they if they play him right, which they won't, he he really could be something within a couple of years. I have a Riddick Moss auto over here, so let's do it. Let's let's give him a championship run. I'll just sell that two dollar card for you know eight bucks, and there we go. There you go. That's a three hundred percent increase. If I can, get, if I can sell a Riddick Moss rookie rookie auto for ten dollars, I'd be thrilled. So that... hopefully, if you can get a mid card push here. Let's go. But he won the Andre the Giant Battle Memorial, which means that's his far as he's going. Andrew, it was the Andrew the Giant. Andrew. You didn't. You didn't. See, you didn't. See, you said Andre the Giant, which is really what it's called. But like on the banner, like when they had him at the pre-show for WrestleMania. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's it's right. Andrew the Giant, like oh, did it? I Battle Royale Memorial winner. Yeah, it was like the actual like Vince is even changing his name. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, Unbelievable. Exactly. exactly. Damn it, he's. Andrew Goddamn the pal. Giant. I've been dead for 30 years. You're Andrew now. Yeah, Andrew. Would anyone like a peanut? <laughs> Change that all. <laughs> That's Andrew the Giant. <laughs> Change that Hall of Fame plaque right now. Oh, Christ almighty. Uh, Love it. Okay, so top five face heel turns. Who's going first here? Uh, whose idea was this one? Mine. Jason, let's you let, go. Let's let ESP Pick go one. then. All right. I'm going to go with the one that I mentioned last week just because I want to get it out of the way. Probably be my number one if I didn't mention it last week, but my number, my first one I'll say is Riddle turning heel. Mm. And we talked, and that's kind of what made me think about this later, early, uh, last week too. It's just like when RK Bro does split up again, um, I think everyone would assume it's Orton, but I think Riddle, people just might get sick of him sooner than later. Sorry, there's a big van that has a Patriots logo on it. I got distracted. Um, <laughs> Squirrel. My office is right by the um, – I live on a main road, literally Main Street, and it's just like their cars are going wicked slow across my road, and there's just a big Patriots logo there. I'm like, where the fuck am I right now? And that was actually <laughs> me. I'm going to drive it back and forth all, all podcast. Yeah. I'm recording from the Well, the, the trash man is outside, but what he does is after he picks up our trash, he just sits there but it's a big ass truck and it just stays there for like 10 minutes every time it's here. So it just fucks up the traffic on the road. Anyway, I got distracted. Weird. So yeah, riddle. Um, I think people will get sick of him sooner than later. And then finally he'll turn heel. But then when he's such a good heel, people will start cheering him again. A la Roman reigns. Cause now he's getting all the cheers. Now that he's finally a, a heel, but he's getting the heel, lots the of cheers. Heel so works like, as tribal chief. Like, yeah. yes. Yeah. So I think like, heel, heel riddle and just, shitting on everyone and being like i'm you know like i would love to see like like straight edge society riddle mm. <laughs> but, but, but everyone's high all the time so he's just like no drugs no alcohol you know i mean just like that do it on april 20th like oh it'd be great like he'll turn on 420 for <laughs> god change his name to matthew riddell yeah right be a businessman <laughs> uh, i don't I don't want to jump you. in, but Matt Riddle was also my number five. Okay. So, cool. uh, and I, I echo pretty much what Jason just said. And I, I have written like with or without or, and they could do a tag team turn and just turn on a face team. Also, yeah. I think honestly, I think the reason people didn't already get sick of him, people were getting sick of him, and they put him with Orton. That's what kind of saved him a little bit. So the only place for him to go after this is a heel turn. If he just goes back to face, he may as well go back to NXT. Mm. So I mean, it's it's not going to work. He has to have a heel turn. Like I said, with or without Orton, probably work better without. Do his own thing. And that whole straight edge thing with him would just be fucking brilliant. So that's so good. Yeah. Is he on your list too, Al? He is on my list. He's not, <laughs> he is not, he's not my number five. He's my number four. All right. Let me just get that out of the way. Put him a little higher. Okay. So yeah, I had Riddle too. 
I really want to see it. I, I, I unfortunately, I don't think that they're going to do that. I, I think they're going to make him the face because it's WWE. I want to see him do heel. I've said it before. I want to see him just become Randy Orton and go heel Randy Orton on Randy Orton. They're not going to do that. They're going to turn Randy Orton into the heel and they're going to make a feud between him and Cody because, you know, they have history and they're not going to make Cody the heel. So they're going to make Randy the heel. Um, so I think that's how that split's going to happen. So they're going to make Riddle the face, but I want to see Riddle as heel because I don't think we've seen him as heel. And no. I would love to see like what he has as that. You know, it'd be great. Turn him heel with him retiring Orton. Oh man, that would really, especially if no people like Orton's on his way out or something and then have Riddle retire him. Oh, since he's changing everything around and he's going to be like the opposite instead of saying, bro, does he now say brother? No, he says sis. Oh, (laughs) to everybody, no matter what. Gentlemen. Yeah, that's good. Would be great is like if he goes out and he tries to like be like, I want to, you know, do stuff on my own. Right. He still has like Randy in his corner. So you give him some legitimacy. Um, so you don't like turn him heel on Randy, but then, you know, you go and, and you have him going and he's not like booked on any solo cards and pay-per-views and he's going to Vince and he's like, I really, really like, I need, like, I need an opportunity. For this. He's like, all right, fine. You want one? You got it. It's going to be against Randy. And if you win his career is over, you know, something like that. And then you really pull at the whole, like, I really want this, you know, riddle, but I don't want to like destroy Randy's career. But they're not going to do good. anything. That'd be a good story. They're, That'd be a fun gonna, story. They're gonna, they're gonna, yeah. Because I think like the in-ring storytelling of like of like Riddle like actually beating Randy, especially because he's like tag teamed with him now. We've seen him do like the high spots with the RKO. You know, like like watching Randy Orton get an RKO from Riddle, like they like just you know That'd back and forth. Awesome. It would be great. Orton's career and, But ends then seeing RKO. like Riddle like not get the cover, you know what I mean? Like it'd be great fucking in-ring storytelling because it's like I want to win and I want this opportunity, but I don't want to. You know, this is the guy that's been like my friend and my mentor for the past almost year now, as a tag team, and they've been great together. I really do think together they've 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 put on some some good stuff. No, they have. Riddle is far more palatable with Orton. Mm-hmm. I was not a fan. And <laughs> but Jason and I had our average fan of wrestling podcast. We it would pretty much be ten minutes of shitting on Riddle every week. <laughs> like go Yo, away, go and, away. And, like I think the biggest thing is like Randy Orton just looks like he's having a fucking blast. Like mm-hmm. he just looks like he's having fun. Like so, um, but yeah, I have Riddle on there. I would like to see the heel turn because I think it'd be fun. But again, I don't think they're gonna do it. My number five though. It's around five. I have Becky Lynch. I think face she turn. is she, face turn. I think she's so fucking over. I don't think like they are pushing her so hard to be a heel. Nobody fucking gives a shit that she's a heel. She still gets cheered. Uh-huh. Just make her a fucking face. Just like, just do it. Just keep her as a face. She is like a face of the WWE. That's a great product to have. Just keep it. The, like the fans are not accepting her as a heel no, no matter what the fuck she does no. and she's been, like they've been pushing her as a heel for fucking months like what since she basically returned since she came back yeah yeah like yeah. they've been really ramping it as a heel and she still gets fucking pops like as cheers like she's just so over and they just need to put her back to being a face because she's also just more fun as a face and it's she, not that, like she's a man gimmick yeah yeah, yeah. she just doesn't give a fuck about anything I think 
So part of me thinks they got rid of the man gimmick because they can't use it in Saudi Arabia. So they don't want to have a gimmick that they can't use two out of three pay-per-views of the year. Might be something so that. that makes sense. I, I think that's why they went with the big time Bex is because they couldn't do it at Crown, you know, Crown Jewel and they couldn't do it at Elimination Chamber, right? So that's where we saw those two. So and it it died right before Crown Jewel, if I remember. Because I don't think they would ever like I, I can't see and I don't I'm not fully fucking, you know, knowledgeable on, on all of like the fucking geopolitical social, you know, environment of Saudi Arabia. But I can't imagine that they would be chill having a woman come out whose nickname is the man i just you know what i mean like so part of me thinks that might be why they got rid and moved on from that because yeah that was super over and she was the man like yeah no you're right i think actually was her before them because even when she came back as the whole big time bex thing they were still referring to her on tv as the man becky yeah yeah it's true i honestly I'd, i'd be all for it but i think she's one of the rare performers where it's like no matter what she does she just fucking nails it. Oh, no matter 100%. what she does, she just she puts everything into it, and she's just amazing. Absolutely, no what she does. I I still think she's a good heel. Yeah. It's just the crowd. Oh yeah, yeah. doesn't want her as a no. Heel, right? The crowd just Becky fucking Lynch. loves Becky Lynch because it's too. You know, they're not buying into the kayfabe of it because they just respect how good she is because she is so fucking good. Um, I just think they need to just you know, you, you didn't push John Cena to be a heel when he got heat from the audience but you're pushing becky lynch to be a heel when people want her as a face right mm-hmm. like so okay. i i wouldn't, say wouldn't turn just, roman until we threaten to leave the company essentially right exactly yeah did you guys see that that report about when he went out uh with covid yeah apparent apparently uh like they said that it, it vince did not react to that well when roman was like i'm high risk i didn't take a chance like I got I got to take some time off until we know what's going on with this thing, and Vince mm. was not happy about it, and wanted him to come back as like the regular Roman. And he goes, "The only way I come back is if I come back as a heel." And they said the whole thing with him and Paul Heyman up, and that's the only reason that ever happened was Roman was pretty much able to strong arm him into going, "This is what happens," or I walk. It was right about the time AEW was becoming a, a much bigger thing, so mm. <laughs> that's that's you know could be something to it there, but. It's interesting to know that we wouldn't have one of the, you know, the best, one of the better storylines, at least, of the past like, 10 years. Mm, the right. whole bloodline. I know people are getting kind of tired of it. People are tired of anything that lasts more than two months. But, like. Yeah, but people won't be tired of know. it as soon as he faces the rock and Hollywood. My wife, my wife says the same thing. What's that? She just gets tired of things after two months. Oh, it's only yeah, been, like, 14 yeah. years for us. But, yeah. You know, she gets used to it. That's a pretty, hey, it's a pretty good run, then. Pretty good That's run. Pretty good fucking run. Yeah. That is a pretty great run. All right, my number four, in in the words of Santino Morella, is Ray Mastrio. <laughs> I'd love to see Ray Mastrio turn heel. Uh, just because I saw a thing with, with Santino, again, mispronouncing names, and he said, Ray Mastrio. And then I also saw, just on another sidebar, uh, if you ever watch, it's, uh, what's his name? Uh, Chris Van Vliet, I think his name is. He, re- he does in- wrestling interviews. He did one with Santino Morella. Like, Santino Morella is a Canadian. Just a Canadian with a regular accent. Yeah. Like, you like the, so it's just like when you hear him talking, and it's just like, it's, it's weird. It's very weird. Anyway, um, Rey Mysterio, to my knowledge, and in the 20 some odd years that I've watched him wrestle, has never been a heel. Uh, 
I think briefly minus, he was unmasked with minus the, the minus the, the there you go. The, yeah. yes. okay yep. minus when he lost the mask in WCW yes yep. yes 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 but no one talks about those last two years of WCW so it doesn't count no the no record. they weren't great no. um I don't so, talk about him so yeah yeah he's like Bruno um mm. no I just think a, a Rey Mysterio heel turn in WWE would add a, a nice shock value that's pretty much the only reason I want to see it because it just hasn't happened i like it yeah something fresh for ray especially because like he's yeah. got to be on he's his last couple old, years now yes yeah you know what i mean so you i get still him. think it yeah it makes more sense for dominic to go heel still and and, and retire him but well i think you can i think you can you can get away with with turning ray heel right and then you have him have to make the choice between like hurting his son you know because that's what the heel faction he's with wants to have happen or not and then that's when you get the return to face heel or return to face turn from mm -hmm. ray to like save his son and then him and dominic kick a bunch of ass and then then that's like his final year you know what i mean like mm -hmm. then he gets like the big pop because then you can like reintroduce him as you know this is like old ray mysterio basically and then he can go out like blaze of glory type thing so i think a heel turn would be good for that you know to then buy different. back yeah yeah unless it goes poorly it's... Then fuck me. <sighs> but that would never right. happen. The WWE has never done anything poorly. No, no, no. Especially regarding the the creative control of their wrestlers and <clears throat> brother. It's not gonna work. Doesn't work for me, brother. All right, all right. You're gonna put me in a depression spiral here if we keep talking about. And never mind. Keep going. I saw Chris. an edit. I saw an edit of the Cody Rhodes entrance, except it wasn't Cody Rhodes. They edited. You know, so it like all fades to black, like you know, Seth's in the ring and that's Mania, and, and then all of a sudden you see the lantern with like the face on it, and then you know, Fiend's music kicks in. Oh. Fiend comes out, and it's all black, and I was like, oh man, what could have fucking been? Anyways, number four, <laughs> Chris. Uh, again, most Sorry. of mine, uh, all five of mine actually are heel turns, like I said, uh, <laughs> and, and the, the I think this one interests me because. Heels seem to whether it's just easier for them on the on the mic during promos or whether it's just how they're how the writers write for them. Mm -hmm. But a lot of faces, the the verbiage seems forced. In heels, it's a lot smoother. Uh, so I think you get a little bit more freedom. And for that reason, I would love to see Finn Balor turn heel. Mm. If you ever saw his New Japan stuff where he was just mm -hmm. complete, complete well, asshole, well, I mean, he was like he started the club, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just complete asshole, Which just tearing like people apart on the mic. Yeah, faction. Yeah. <laughs> just you know, back before they were just a t-shirt and a couple of you know, other yeah. you know the NWOB squad essentially. Well, that's why he had. Yeah, that's why he's got the guns exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I mean, I, mm -hmm. I think it would do him, and they seem to you know to bring him back every couple of months or every couple of years, and kind of refresh him a little bit, and then he kind of just peters off again, and they don't seem to know mm -hmm. what to do with him. Give him the mic, let him turn heel. Maybe even give him, since you're doing factions again, give him a few people from NXT to work under him and just let him go. Let him do his thing. He'll Adam, make you money and people will love him. Well, they'll love to hate him. Add him to the fucking Edge and Damian Priest. No, faction. no. He's got to do his own thing. Edge is the head of that. He's got to do his own thing, I think, personally. But two but two heel factions like that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, 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 something like separate, that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Some, yeah, totally. But I'm just saying, like, you can't have, it's almost like, Nation of Domination and DX, two heel factions, or Heart Foundation, then two heel mm. factions, like back in the 90s, and then they're starting to fight with each other, and it's just, it just got weird. 
you know, yeah, no, I, but would, I like that. It's a good one. I, I would love to just be a fly on the wall in the meeting with Vince just sitting in to Finn Balor being like, listen, we want to have you remake Bullet Club, but not be Bullet Club. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's not called Bullet Club, but it's everything that it was. You're the ammo crew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the you're the you're the slingshot gang. <laughs> oh, We're publicly traded now. We can't it. promote guns. Yeah. Uh, all right. team. Find my egg. Right yeah. there. Well, no. My number. My number four. <laughs> my number four was Riddle. So yeah. Okay. We've already. We've already. I feel like beaten that horse dead. So number three. Going then. Jason. Going to th- well, I mean, we already talked about Riddle. I'm. I'm not going right, to. Right, otherwise, okay. we're all going to be disjointed. So that's fine with me. Number three is one that I actually, out of all of these, I think is going to happen first. <clears throat> and it's Xavier Woods turning heel. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. King Woods gets to his head, mm-hmm. gets angry with Kofi. Mm. Something happens, they cost a title match, something like that. Big E is still out for a while, so it's just those two. I mean, these guys have been going for, as a team, for, God, 12 years. I know. I don't, I don't even know how long it's been. I mean, 12 years might be off, but it's a really long time. So I think turn King Woods heel, have him do the full King gimmick like everyone else, like King Booker, like King Mabel, King like King Sheamus, like King uh, Barrett. Well, Corbin King was Corbin. always a heel. But still, like all of them, you just play the king. The king. Uh, I think King Corbin has been. It's been a solid four or five years since that. I think so. You know, you can run the. It's you can run the the evil king for the heel king gimmick yeah. again. You have an opponent with Woods, and after he, mm-hmm. I mean, with with Kingston, and then he'll be upset that he's the only one not to win the WWE title. Mm. And then once he dispatches with Kofi, then Big E comes back and then mm. breaks Big E's neck again. And then Jesus Christ, fuck K-fabe you, Kayfabe, Kayfabe, Kayfabe. And then he gets the title <laughs> shot. And then he doesn't get it. Then he's released. Then he goes to AEW, wins a TNT championship, brings it back to Raw. And then I don't know. I'm, I'm off the rails now. So I'm just, I'm just laughing because you said Kayfabe in like the same way that like, that Ricky Bobby was like, I said with all due respect. <laughs> it's in the Geneva Convention. You can't just say it and say anything you want. Yes, you can. It's in the Geneva <laughs> Convention. Did, motherfucker. <laughs> no, I think that would be good because you can set him up as heel and then, you know, you can get a little bit out of him, right? And then by the time, like, he's getting his run through, you have Big E to come in and, like, stop the heel run and get the New Day back together. I like it. I don't like the new day being split up but no. because they're already split because you know one biggie's on a separate you know show and two he's in the fucking hospital <laughs> with a destroyed neck um, with a broken freaking neck yeah not kayfabe actual um in fairness and... so, in fairness so was angles right mm-hmm. <laughs> well you said right. not kayfabe so Next. it may sound like kayfabe so yeah uh chris Numero Trace. Darby Allen. Okay. Because mm-hmm. 
he and Sting are going to have to turn on each other eventually. Mm. That's that's where every uh, look. I, it'd be nice if it's just like, oh, Sting could just retire whenever he's ready, and then they ride off in the sunset and be buddies forever. That'd be great. That's not how wrestling works, and right. it doesn't do any good to have Sting turn on him because that doesn't. He's already a face, and it doesn't do anything to promote him and like his future and and what else he can do. He already has a dark brooding character. You already know he has that side to him, and I think he could really play on, oddly enough, if he had a couple of bigger guys around him, almost like a bigger version of like J&J Security like Rollins had, uh, to be like, to kind of bail him out and make people hate him even more. My dog is really nuts outside. Sorry for that. <laughs> it's all good. You probably saw a leaf fall and just <laughs> lost it. Um. Uh, you know, I, I just think I think that would work really well, and mm-hmm. it, it'd be a good. He's a young guy, and people love him, and he's already established that, and people get behind him. Mm-hmm. So now you got to get the flip side of it, and mm-hmm. to kind of because then when he comes back to a face, it's going to make that character even better because you're going to be more well rounded. You're going to know what works, what doesn't work, what you liked, what you didn't like. It's, it's just going to make for a more well rounded performer in general. And he's so young. I mean, he. I mean, dude's what like mid mid to late twenties. He still has a long career ahead of him. And he's super talented, and they got to do whatever they can to make sure the longevity's there. Otherwise, right. people will tire of you if you're just the same over and over for years. Doesn't matter how cutting edge or fresh they think the the the, or the um, promotion is, like AEW, still gonna turn on you if you're if you don't change. I mean, you see him now; like people are already getting kind of tired of the bucks in the audience at the at the uh, at the AEW shows. They're not getting the responses they used to. Other people are. It's like because you're not changing anything you're resting on your laurels and they see it every week sometimes multiple mm-hmm. times gets old. i mean look at we talked about this at the beginning like look at sammy yeah you know what i mean people fucking hate sammy now like He's, because the yeah, totally it's just not working as a face so, but they yeah. tried it with him and it was just he was he was losing steam mm-hmm. he has a he has he, I, don't, I don't know anything about him personally outside of like in real life but he has a punchable mm-hmm. face he has that cocky you know the clean shaven cocky i'm you know i'm i'm this i'm better than you attitude mm-hmm. you got to run i mean with it. I, I can i can definitely oh yeah absolutely he's got that that fucking hittable face that like douchebaggy smarm mm-hmm. um but darby allen like i can i can absolutely see you know he loses this next match to andrade cuz they're doing a coffin match he loses this andrade tells him more stuff about how like mr sting is not helping you and then Darby finally buys into it, fucks over Sting. Yep. The pay per view of him versus Sting would be fucking insane. Like, like people would go crazy for that match. Um, and it hated so I can for absolutely it see it. Hundred percent. Because they love that pairing. It, it uh-huh. works, and and mm-hmm. it just like it, it hated him for it. And it would and you make Sting like the point. the sad, disappointed dad, yeah. basically. You know what I mean? Like the master that has lost to the apprentice. <clears throat> Just continuously tries to like, bring him back over and know that it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I like it. I can see it. All right. Is it me? Number three? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. My number three. Now, this is going to be for a little bit down the road because I – so I wrote this, like, when we talked last week. Um, I want to see KO make a face turn because he fucking deserves it after uh, how he handled – Austin at Mania. Um, he deserves the crowd's cheers, 100 fucking percent. Um, but what he's doing right now <laughs> with not Elias, Elias, 
um, has been fucking fantastic, so he needs to stay a heel um, until he stunners the beard back on to Elias. Um, <laughs> but then make him a face, because he has a good face. I do like KO as a face, and I think just, like, as, like, like, a, like he's fucking earned it. Like, he put in some good work. Um, that one promo, like, it wasn't great promos leading up to WrestleMania, but the one where he came out as Austin was fucking amazing. And then also just, like, he he did so good, like, not killing Austin. Yeah. <laughs> Making yeah. Austin look good. Like, I, I, I think he has, in a lot of the same ways as, like, Becky, just make him a fucking face. Like, I, I think, you know, make that turn. I also just want to see another face turn. So that was my number three. My number two is Darby Allen turning heel. <laughs> Look at this. Oh, there you go. So everything Chris said. Moving on. <laughs> number two, Chris. It's literally the same thing. I'm not going to repeat it. So anything. I'll say Dar Darby Allen was on one of my honorable mentions. <clears throat> so we'll just. <laughs> there we go. We got Darby yeah. Allen. There we go. Okay. okay. So. All right, number, number two, two Rhea Ripley. Mm. They have teased it uh, a couple of times, yeah. never pulled the trigger mm -hmm. on it. That's, that's going to happen. Uh, it's I, happening, I, I yeah. think it's actually in the process of happening right now. Well, she just, like, walked uh, away from Liv yeah. when, on the Raw after Mania, right? Like, you know, after and their I, match with... Supposedly, she's going to be the third member of the group with Edge and Damian Priest. I want that so I would love that. Fucking that Bad. Dude, you talk so about bad. two people in Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley who need somebody to help elevate them, and Edge can do exactly that. Even if he's not there every week, he can do that. It'd be a cool faction. It's a cool look. Mm -hmm. Damian Priest is already like in look wise. In exactly. Like, that's what I mean. Different. That's why it's such like, a natural fit. So was Priest. Yeah. I mean, it was a little bit different look, and now he has kind of like the more like suit and tie dark look to him, as opposed to like the 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 bad boy biker yeah, yeah, dark yeah. side look to him. And it just fits so well. It's a cool look. The promos will be good. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's Edge, so they'll probably be a couple minutes too long. As much as I love Edge, he does tend to go on a little bit. But it's, you know, printed material for him, so what are you going to do? Right. I She'd fit perfectly. It'd be great. It'd give her a fresh start. And she could become twice the star as a heel than she could as a face. Because she just has that look. And fair or not, people... people uh, perceive that the dark brooding kind of character mm -hmm. as heel. Exactly. So right now she's not. She's like the square peg trying to go through the circle hole. It's just, it's just not. Mm -hmm. It's not working, and they don't know what to do with her. And that's a right. shame because she is in. She should be a top star. Yep. Stop sticking her in tags. Give her the actual push yes, she deserves. Exactly. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yep. Um. My number two. I looked this up. Has not been a face so far on a main on the main roster, mm. or has not been a heel. It's only been face. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. WWE. Yeah, WWE. Only so it was a heel face. in NXT. Has only been face on oh. main roster. Biggie, no, not not Biggie. No, I'm. No, no, I didn't no, include no, Biggie no, no, in any no, of this because no. he's, you know. No, no, no. I just, I'm just going through. I just, yeah. yeah. Was... Biggie heel would be interesting. Well, he has been, but it's just he was yeah, for no, a while. Wasn't... Yeah. Huh. It was just, it was different though. It was. Hmm. And the new day was, was technically in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, I'm boy. struggling with that one. I don't know. Hold on. Give me one more second to think this through. One more second? Are you sure? Well, give me another 10 seconds to think this through. All right. I like, want to dig through my cards and look, but I'm not going to. <laughs> uh, called up from NXT. They were a heel in NXT, but never on the main roster. It's a woman. Is, is it a woman? It is. It is a woman. Yeah. Oh, so I'm like, okay. Okay. I'm sitting here. I'm just like. Well, this is fun. Oh, it's Bianca. It's Bianca Belair. Oh, okay. There you go. Bianca, she's got the belt, right? Yeah. She's won it two WrestleManias in a row. Yep. She's been a face. I think she's phenomenal. I don't think it's because I'm tired of her and her shtick. That's not what it is at all. I just, I think she's, she is one of the best wrestlers in the fucking company. Uh-huh. I want to see what she has as a fucking heel on the main roster. Like, I want to see her turn into, not the tribal chief, like, aspect, but, like, get that, like, I'm the fucking best. Like, like, come it and has, take it. would have to be deal. bestest. Right. I'm the... <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm um, the double EST. I'm the exactly. bestest. Because I'm the bestest. So I want to, I just, I want to see what she's got in the tank, especially like at that level on the main roster. Um, and especially just because of how fucking talented she is. So that's my number two. And that's one thing that people like don't like. We're all talking about a lot of people who have run out of steam as either heel or face. That's one thing that like is missing from wrestling is like the, the old phrase, the hotter the heel, the hotter the face, or vice versa. Like mm. People, as much as people want to hate you, the minute you turn good, they want to love you. Mm-hmm. And if you do it right, it can work. Mm-hmm. She's had arguably the best match of the night, the past two WrestleManias, first with Sasha and then with Becky last, uh, 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 the last WrestleMania. A perfect time to turn her. Perfect. Because mm-hmm. then you can, so again, she... down the road, turn her face again, and no one's going to care. They're going to love her again. She had the best meaningful match of any of, of the yeah. WrestleManias, yeah. right? Because, like, there was nothing up for grabs in Seth and Cody Rhodes. And I still think that was the best match of both nights. Yeah. Um, but her and, her and um, Becky, like, for the title, was really fucking good. Like, mm-hmm. that was right there. Absolutely. Um, and it was actually a meaningful match. Now, obviously, yes, like, Cody versus Seth sets up a lot of other stuff. But, like, you know, nothing really exchanged or... When there's a title on the line, you look at it, it's just different. You look at it differently. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Yeah, I mm-hmm. agree. So, yeah, I think it's a great time to do it, especially because she got kicked in the fucking face. So now you have her just be, like, pissed at the whole fucking locker room. Um, She's got that massive black eye. And I just want to see um, her, like, kicking everyone in the face and, like, enlisting Pat McAfee for punting the tips. And just start <laughs> I want to see people. Pat McAfee back in the fucking ring because that was, that was good. I do, Anyways. but I don't because they're going to run into the ground if you do it too often. I Yes, not, like, every fucking week. Not every pay-per-view. I just want to see him again. Like, yeah. I want him in the Royal Rumble. The pop oh, yeah, he's going to yeah. get at the uh-huh. Royal Rumble, oh, especially after his mania. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was my number two. Bianca, heel turn. That's a good one. I didn't think about that one. That's real good. All right. Cheesy Calzone. My number one numero is uno. My, only, my only face turn. Mm. And it's gender. Mahal. No, I'm just kidding. It's not gender. <laughs> uh, fear. It's fear. <laughs> I want to see at- Fuck off. Stop it. The it's Fiend would nice. be the best face of wrestling because he would actually save my interest in wanting to watch. Whenever he comes back, he's going to be the big, he's gonna be a bigger face than Cody. Anyway, uh, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish as an uber face mm. faction. Read Dr. Agon. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, the. Wait, what's what's the sentiment for undisputed? Um, the 
unavoidable time period they can be called i don't even know eon um something just i think the story kind of it's already there the unquestionable uh i don't know what's yeah exactly undoubted uncontested (laughs) unchallenged unquestioned unquestionable the uncontested age yes yes that's perfect that's great so um no i just think those three they'd have a good run they'd be well over Mm -hmm. i mean they're already so uh, over I mean, yeah. Adam Cole is already so over. Yeah. I mean, Bobby Fish, meh. But the other two especially, like, they mm-hmm. would, they'd do really well. So, mm-hmm. I think but that'd they, be a fun they, story. They didn't do Bobby Fish any favors when they brought him in, though, unfortunately. That, that's the no. problem. That He's always just kind of been the weak link. He's yeah, that wasn't both there. well. Like, like, Kyle O'Reilly can be a single star. Obviously, Adam Cole is, but, eh, not really Bobby Fish, so. Yeah. Either way, having those three as a fate, an Uber face faction would be really cool. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah, my list. Because there's a lot of heel factions in yeah. AEW right now. So having a face faction would be nice. And it would also really cement the split between them and, you know, Young Bucks Elite. Especially if you get mm-hmm. um uh Johnny Omega back. <laughs> oh John, yeah, John, yeah. Is that wait a minute. That's like an Elias Ezekiel thing, isn't it? Johnny Kenny Omega's gonna come back with a shaved head and they're gonna say it's Johnny Omega. Johnny Omega <laughs> is Kenny Omega without the chops. There like... you go. There you go. He's mutton chopless Johnny Omega. <laughs> Kenny Omega. Just clean shaven Kenny Omega. No mullet. I love it. He'll call himself Kenneth Alpha. Yeah. <laughs> um. He has the two winged devil as his finisher. <laughs> um, the two horned devil. <laughs> the two horned two horned devil here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I got okay, so I have an honorable honorable mention, and I'm gonna mention okay. this one first, only because I want to see this person do the same thing that my number one did. Mm, okay. My honorable mention is Cody Rhodes. Okay. Now, I'm, if you guys remember, which you know, who knows? Sometimes we're high when we do this, so maybe not. I did say a while back when Cody first left AEW that I thought he, if he came in, it had to be as a super heel. I was wrong because what he's doing as a face really works. The thing is, people are gonna be on his side. Till he gets the brass ring he's reaching for. Mm-hmm. The minute he's champion, he's not part of the chase anymore. He's going to have to change it up. Not right away, but a few months in. He's got to defend it a couple times. Exactly. And Win then the he's got to pull the whole no one can, yep. you know, contest me, basically. That um, or or something along the lines of, like, he wins, but he doesn't win clean. Yeah. And people are kind of like, eh, on him. They're getting kind of sour on him. And over in the course of the next few weeks, he slowly turns until finally he's like, I've given you everything I can to hold the, the heel stick, and it'll work for him because he can do it. He can mm-hmm. sell it. He can talk. And then he'll be a top-level heel because he's already beaten the top-level heel to get the title. And that's how they make somebody into another star. That, consistently. I'm trying to think where you're going with it. I'm trying to think of your number one based on that criteria now. <laughs> I know you're going to kick yourself when I say it, Jason, because you know this person did that. They won as a face, a super over face, and then they turned yeah. heel during their title run. CM Punk. CM Punk. CM, I am so looking forward to a CM Punk. Look, he's great as a face, and people love him, and they cheer him, and they're happy he's back, as am I. He could probably be a face till the end of time. I think, honestly, you saw this with the Eddie, Eddie Kingston feud, when he got a little chippy and a little personal. Like, that that Punk promo, when he's a heel, goes from, you know, a 10 
to a 30 out of 10. It's, it's amazing. He is so good at everything. But just the little nuances and how he talks, how he carries himself. He could pull off heel so good. And if he wins the title in AEW, it needs to be as a heel. Because people will love him to death, but they will boo him out of the building. If that makes any kind of sense. I can't wait. It's going to have to happen. I can't wait for it. Mm. That's good. I like that. I like it. Uh, My number one already been talked about. Adam Cole, baby. It is not Adam Cole. I like Adam Cole as a heel right now. Rhea Ripley? It is Rhea Ripley. Chris, you just know like all my shit. Like, <laughs> I actually specifically, because we already talked about it, I n- noted, because I just noted like who I wanted and like, you know, heel turn, face turn. And I said Rhea Ripley, heel turn. And I specifically made the note for her. She's the first person I put here, like, as soon as like we came up with this last week. Joins Edge and Damian Priest. Nice. Like, that was it. That was, yeah. I, I don't care. Like, I just want her in that faction. Yeah. So fucking bad. Like, it fits so perfectly. She can take Liv Morgan with her if she wants. I don't care. Liv can come along. I don't give a shit. She can split from Liv. She can turn heel on Liv and join them. I don't fucking care. I just want Rhea Ripley in there and give her a fucking push to the yep. moon as a heel on Brood 2.0. Love um, it. That's what I want. I do have some honorable mentions. Okay. I've got um, some interesting ones. I got CM Punk, heel turn. Again, I, I think he's doing great. You know, all the things oh, yeah. that you said. Yeah. I think he's, I, I think heel CM Punk is fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like, I, I can wait. He's doing great as a face. He's the best fucking face, I think, in wrestling right now. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah for sure. So keep him the way he is until you need to make him heal or until until he has like grown tired of being a face and he wants to be a dick again right omega comes back wins the title as a face and then punk cheats him out of it and beats him now i'm not the world's biggest kenny omega fan but for that crowd mm-hmm. they would just love that mm-hmm. or it take, also, a, take it off of moxley as a moxley as a heel yeah it would also further cement oh yeah it would also further cement like like basically anyone you want to push as a face almost anyone you push as a face, except for MJF, because they tried to do that a little bit. They tried to, to test the waters with that, um, yeah. turning CM Punk heel and MJF face in that, you know, that thing. It was the whole, like, view pictures as a kid, but the crowd was not buying it, so I think they scrapped it. Um, and, yeah, I think, like, you do that, you make Omega a massive face, and you can make Punk a fucking massive heel in the same process. Oh, it'd be great. Um, Dominic Mysterio. I want to see the heel turn. I do. Right. I think I think he needs a little bit more time in the oven. Let him get the shit kicked out of him by Veer a few more times. Um, but I I want to see that heel turn on Ray, and then I want to see him get back together with Ray in some fashion at Ray's like you know final year basically. Right. Um, I have another one. This is an odd one. I want to see Julia Hart make the oh, heel turn. I don't know how I meant she is. On the varsity happening. blondes. That's it's happening. happening. That's have, happening. And I want her to join House of Black. That's going to be so good. Because then I want it to be like, oh, shit, like the House of Black is like, can get fucking anyone. Because like the pure like juxtaposition of like the character of Julia Hart, like as she is now or like as she was a few months ago, you know, like just fucking cheerleader or whatever. But then to make her and like turn her into like an uber heel, joins fucking 
Malachi Black and Brody King and the third guy. Um, I forget who the fucking buddy is now. Uh, Murphy. What's that? Murphy. Oh, yeah, yeah, buddy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> buddy Matthews. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, Matthews. That's right, yeah. Um, I think it would be great. I, I, I think, like, I don't know, storytelling-wise, it would be great. And they're really pushing it, you know? At least a heel turn in general. Um, and then my last one, uh, Johnny Omega. I want to see a return with Johnny Omega. That's Shave it. Like head. I just want him to. Shave I just head. want him to return. Yeah. That's the turn I want from Johnny Omega. He should be back relatively soon. I know he had a bunch of surgeries. And I know it's been, some injuries, but... it's been a long fucking time. Yeah. I think that's honestly the best thing for him. Let some other stuff sort itself out. And then come back yeah. and kind of see where you fit in and just make it come work back when the dusk settles because yes. he's going to get a pop regardless. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Wait for a pay-per-view, come back in it and challenge for a title after the fucking thing's over. You know what I mean? Like, like it could happen fucking tomorrow, right? Oh, yeah, very well could. Battle of the Belts is there. So who fucking knows? It could happen tonight, right? Because, well, probably not. I think we probably would have gotten spoiled on. Yeah, they probably, they'd probably do that on the Dynamite or... Yeah, or on a not recorded. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's those are mine. My honorable mentions. Nice. Mm-hmm. The rampage for next week. Yeah. I don't know. Um. I think about it. I should have wrote it down. Yeah, I didn't think on it. Um. So Chris, you watched. Um. John Moxley. I did. Cheesy Calzone, did you watch? I didn't watch it beginning to end, but I saw highlights. Okay. Um, It's Dr. Cheesy Calzone to you. Dr. Cheesy Calzone. Okay. Do you have a a Cheese HD? Oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah. Um, Pepperoni, pepperoni, Alex Steiner. What you gonna freak? Um, that match was fucking incredible, <laughs> dude. <laughs> like, it was crazy to me because I remember we watched WrestleMania, and then immediately after WrestleMania, it was like, wow, like Tony Khan's got to feel like a little shaky because like WWE put on like good WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. It wasn't amazing. It was clearly not the best WrestleMania, but it's the best like pay per view premium event that WWE has put out in a while, in the last year at least, right? Probably since Edge returned, maybe. I don't agree. Well, it wasn't embarrassing. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I didn't feel like my intelligence was put up to question. Right? I mean, like, like Survivor Series when you had thirty grown men chasing around a fake Fabergé egg, like for four hours. Come on, teasing that The Rock was going to be I there just, and then like, never showing. The thing that pissed me off so much was yes, they continually teased about The Rock at Survivor Series, and on top of that, you had the perfect setup to be like, it's Survivor Series. The belts are not up for fucking grabs for the champions. You can have Big E beat Roman, and then you can actually breathe some fresh air into Roman's reign because, oh my God, he actually has <laughs> a hole in his armor. Right, yeah. Roman's reign. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, a hole in his shield, if you will. Yeah. There oh! You go. Nice one. A hole big enough for a chair. Um. Yeah, you have Big E win, you know, and then he, like, has the back of his buds, the New Day. You don't bury Big E. I don't know. I just it was a fucking shit show. But yeah, yeah. WrestleMania was good. 
Um, and then I was like, wow, so yeah, AEW, Tony Khan might be like freaking out a little bit because that was actually really good and it sets up some good stuff. Uh, and then Raw happened and it was like, well, that was an episode. And then AEW happened this week and holy fucking shit, <laughs> some yeah. really good fucking matches. And I remember thinking like a few months ago, I saw that it was going to be in Boston and I was thinking like, hey, maybe I should like text the guys and be like, hey, do you guys want to go to this? And I felt so fucking shitty because i was like i fucking wish we went to this one. yeah <laughs> because ftr and young bucks 2 was fucking amazing um and then on top of that the rampage fucking john moxley and wheeler yuda was probably the match of the year so far for me i can't think of one that's better um I, yeah i'll tell you man when, when a lot of times when you hear a lot not this not from you guys, but like when you see online how great a match was, it's like, all right, there's different different fans running different things. Exactly. I'm not necessarily mm -hmm. into all this stuff that like the AEW like hardcore crowd is. Mm -hmm. A lot of it I just it's like, okay, I've seen it before. How many tables can you go through? How many ladders can you fall off of? And I'm not knocking the people doing the work. I mean, it's they're still taking a risk. I, I got respect for that, but it's like the shock value is lost. Give me there's a something... good wrestling match with a good story. Exactly. And that's what they did. And from start to finish, I was never – I didn't want it to end. I never – I never. no point was I like, well, this just finish already? Like, dude, come on. This is this is crazy. It was – holy shit. Is it good? I knew the outcome, and I was still like, is he going to pull this off? Absolutely. Great. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. afterwards, are they all going to go in the ring and beat the shit out of him? Uh, you know, Brian and, and Regal and uh, And, and he Moxley. just – and he just sits there and he puts the hands up like, come yep. on, like I can yep. take it like fucking 2% of his life in him. And Regal sticks out the hand for the handshake. Like, uh -huh. oh, it was so fucking good. And then you hear Moxley saying, now the real work begins. And then Yuta takes the fucking blood from his face and writes BCC on his fucking chest. Uh -huh. like, how, like, it was a masterclass in how you put someone over. Regal can be for AEW, but Paul Heyman is for WWE right now. Ooh, yes. Holy shit, yeah. I think even better because I think Regal mm -hmm. has a better knowledge of like in-ring skills because Regal was actually is actually a damn fine wrestler. Mm-hmm. So that was so, that, that was like under not under the radar because everybody realized it when they signed with AEW. But I don't think mm -hmm. people realize just how many different ways Regal can help improve that product. So well, it's... he's so Yuta's gonna have a few matches coming up. I, that I know we're going to, well, one is definitely going to happen. He's going to fight Trent Beretta. That'll be a fun match. Um, I think he's also going to probably fight Suzuki. They're going to have to have him beat Suzuki because, you know, the other two have, right? Moxley's yeah. beaten Suzuki. Um, Brian Danielson's beaten Suzuki. Or... Or they have, they have him lose, but they have him lose like a match, like, like kind of like with Moxie, where he just gets the crap beat out of him and doesn't want to quit. And it's like a, a build to like when when are you gonna break through to that next level? Mm -hmm. That was it. Oh, okay. <laughs> was it. But I just think just a different think different storyline variation. That's all. Yeah, I think I think they'll I think they'll build to that, especially because they just had Suzuki on. You know what I mean? Like it's a little bit of a refresher. Yeah. Um, because they had Suzuki and Joe. And I feel like that was an acquired taste match, um, but very Japanese wrestling and very good at that. I didn't like the fucking end after, but 
whatever. Did you guys see the no, the match? I that part. No, I missed. It was it was a so the whole match was basically a chop fest, and it was literally just Samoa Joe and Minoru Suzuki just trading chops and then having just that like sadistic swagger about each of them, just being like, "Come on, I can fucking take another," and it was really good in its pacing of like you know watching these two just like take absolute fucking brutality and just seeing like Samoa's Joe's like chest turn purple was kind of fucking wild um but then it ends Joe wins um he gets the the whatever ring of honor I forget the TV title TV title thank you um and then all of a sudden you know he's standing there and then lights go out and it's like oh shit who are they introducing now and it was the like all right Kali, right? Like it wasn't great Kali. It was someone else that's basically the same thing. Just <laughs> pretty okay, Kali. Massive... Yeah, exactly. Like it was it was AW sphere. Yeah, exactly. It was just this 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 massive just beast of a human being. Um oh, that's what it was. Because um sorry. Um because he's been feuding with uh uh, Jay Lethal, because Jay Lethal has now been a heel, because he's like, oh, you were my mentor, but you never, like, recognized me, or, or like, talked to me, or, like, anything since you've been here again, so, like, I hate you now, Samoa Joe, and he's like, I got you a present, and he opens up the box, and it's his middle finger, um, and then the lights go out, and then it's this dude, and then him, and, you know, just, like, gangbang on Samoa Joe, and then they're like, yeah, that was awesome, like, we just got to watch Minoru Suzuki and Samoa Joe, and we're gonna end with this. And I was like, well, that yeah. was not as good of a finish as like it could have been. Um, but whatever. Um, but to go, oh, and then also fucking a match that I never even would have thought to be like would have been a good match. The fucking opening match uh from Wednesday was Penta vs. CM Punk. Well, so could, fucking good. Being good. Yeah, yeah. I so fucking right, you don't even think about it because you're like, yeah. oh my god, I never would have even thought to like book these two together. Yep. But especially because like you've got like the 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 heel penta right now, right? Who's like, you know, undead, like coming out from the grave. He's got like what's his face is like the fucking weird vampire dude, grave digger type guy. Alex? Yeah. It, yeah, no, Alex. That's his manager, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I thought, thought, I thought I was talking to you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I was. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it's just like it was just so fucking good. Like, it was, it was, it was really good. There were a couple moments that were a little. We'll see on Botchamania. Um, I feel so like much. I feel I love Botchamania. It's, it's so Taz. It's Taz. <laughs> Jesus. Um. <laughs> No, there's definitely there's a few moments, but I thought that like Punk saved it a little bit because then he started like you know going to his knee and being like oh shit like I got like a knee injury and then you know Penta was starting to focus on the knee right so it looks like okay well it wasn't really like a botch of a fall from a top rope it was Punk has an injury to his knee type thing you know yeah. so like they kind of say but I thought the match was great I thought it was a fucking awesome way to start it um it does like. I think the biggest problem that AEW has right now is that they have like this vibe. Like you go to a restaurant, you order an appetizer, it comes out quick, you order your meal, and then you wait forever for your meal to get there, right? 
and you're like, wow, my appetizer's here. It was great. It's awesome. Now I'm going to wait for a half hour, 45 minutes before my meal comes. Right. Right. And then the meal comes and the meal's good, but it's just like, I'm waiting for this whole time in between. Like AEW, it seems they start out first fucking match as a banger, right? Because it's usually like CM Punk or Adam Cole is usually like who's coming out to start. And then it's a lot of like, it's still good, but like, meh. like they had like Jurassic Express versus Re Dr. Agon. Um, and like that tag match was was good. Um, but like you knew what the outcome was going to be. Like Red Dragon's not going over Jurassic Express and winning the title no. match like on a fucking Wednesday. Like this was not happening. Um, and there were like other matches that were like, yeah, this looks good. They had the fucking Jericho Appreciation Society come out and be heels, you know, with Eddie Kingston and the boys, um, who had some good callbacks on their, you know, attire, um, which I thought was nice. Um, but, like, I, I, and then you get to the end, and it's like, okay, like, I wanted to watch, you know, Penta and Punk and Minoru Suzuki and Samoa Joe, and then there's just all this other stuff in the middle that's just kind of there, and it feels like that's how almost every show goes at AEW. It's like they start off hot, yep. and then it's there, and then two hours later, you, you get, you know, John Moxley, Wheeler, Yuta. That's kind of... I mean, that's kind of what I'm talking about when I say how they... they it, it's I enjoy that product overall more because it doesn't insult your intelligence. Yeah. But not everything's for everyone. So it's like I know that's not what you're saying is you need it to be, but I, I completely no, 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 no. get it. That's that's what I mean is like, yeah, I really like this, and then I find myself fast forwarding through like three matches, and I'm like, oh, okay, I want to watch this, and I watch that, and then it's yeah, you know, I because I know when certain people come out, I know their shtick, and I'm just not going to care. Yeah, like I think Orange Cassidy's a fun character, but like I know what I'm going to get when he comes out. I'm not mm-hmm. going to get a five star classic. I'm going to get mm-hmm. a goofball match. So after I see the initial part of it, I'm like, okay, well, flick, there you go. I'm. I mean, I, I will, I will say in defense of Orange Cassidy, that unsanctioned match between him and Adam Cole was really fucking good. Oh, and I, I I've seen him in some good That matches. was great, but hundred percent, I, I, I agree yeah, with what you're saying because Just... he's going to do the loose kicks, yeah. you know, and and it's over. But yeah, it's not going to be anywhere close to like what we saw with like fucking John Moxley or Wheeler Yuta or John right. Moxley and Brian Danielson, right? Like most of the Brian time, Brian Danielson not... and you know Adam Page, like it's just not. Yeah at that level you're not getting much um, much different most of the time correct at, yeah. at you know current where he's at yeah current. um but yeah i i feel like you know when you're when you're booking wrestling right or like when you have like the matches you want it to be like an escalation of hype like i want the next match to be i'm more hyped for this next match than i am for the one before it mm-hmm. right and it feels like I get really hyped at the beginning and then it goes down and then starts, you know, and then it like goes down and then it goes back up. Right. And I just feel like, I I mean, I understand it, I guess, because they want to get people in the start and then keep, but it's just like, just get like a little bit more meat. Cause like, I, I don't want to sit there and like watch fucking MMA person, Maria Shafir come in and beat the shit out of, you know, a dark match competitor like right like you know what i mean i'm also just tired of i've only been a wrestling fan for like you know nine months now but like i'm also just tired of like fucking seeing mma people make the conversion not amazingly 
So. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. I think if anything, what you're saying, it would work better if they started off a little bit slower and then built up instead of just wow and then oh okay here's an hour of this and then oh there's something good again and then wait for the main event. Yeah, so I, I think yeah, that's honestly that's one of the reasons I stopped consistently watching because I, I haven't been able to. I, I look at like highlights and stuff of Raw and SmackDown. I watch like Roman stuff and and you know Kevin Owens and stuff like that. But I stopped really consistently watching AW despite mm-hmm. the fact that it doesn't insult your intelligence because it was a lot of that. And I'm like, I could just watch some highlights, you know, and the problem is they'll bring somebody in in a big way. And then they'll either beat you to death over the head with them every week, or you just never see them unless you watch the YouTube show, which isn't a good mm-hmm. business model because not everyone's going to go to YouTube and watch it. Mm-hmm. Like look at FTR. Yeah. They've, they've been using them for a while. They're probably, you know, not necessarily exciting wise, but like basic wrestling, they're my favorite tag team right now. They're the best tag team in wrestling. Like I'll just fucking say, like amazing, hundred percent. Like how often so would you fucking good? The exception of the last month, how often did you really see them? Maybe once a month, every two months. You'd, you'd go weeks without even seeing them. Mm-hmm. But every week you get, you know, you get the best friends and you get the bucks and you, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I, but it's more of the same. I will say, like it does add to. I'm never tired of like the people I'm seeing because it does keep it refreshed because then all of a sudden, like you have someone sit out for a couple months and they come back and it's like, Oh shit. Like, Holy shit. You know, this person's back. Right. Like, you know, so we were just talking about, like as soon as Johnny Omega comes back, I'm never going to say Kenny, by the way, <laughs> um, as soon as he comes back, the pop's going to be crazy. Yeah. Right. Um, but like, I-, I guess a great example is like, you know, we saw hook have a run, you know, they built up hook just standing there next to Taz, just fucking mm-hmm. eating potato chips for like what months. And then all of a sudden he has like a few matches and he's an absolute like fucking dominant anime protagonist ass kicker. And he hasn't done anything in like weeks, months yeah. now, but he's, he's, you know, now they're, they're, they're doing promos with Dan Housen. Um, I'm not hating it. Um, I like the, I like the Dan Housen shtick. But like I like that Simpsons Conan O'Brien like comedy. Oh, I, I like that. So, he's, he's he's amusing. He's entertaining. I want to see like... how they use him. I'm I'm my guess is what's going to happen is this is how they're going to have Hook lose because he's been cursed by Danhausen, <laughs> and so it protects Hook because Hook didn't actually lose. He was Man, cursed hey, by Danhausen. I think the right? worst thing you could do is have Hook lose. Now that'd be terrible. They can't. Oh. No, Hook's not going to lose because Hook's Hook's going to be the one that beats the Blackpool Combat Club. But I mean, I think I think to, like to my point about how like they'll just be overhead with somebody, and this is you guys are going to, you know, not understand this at first, but like CM Punk, mm-hmm. I, I love Punk. Punk's amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm throw these back. That doesn't change. But like, you have, I understand he came out on Rampage because he was in Chicago. It made total sense. Did his did his welcome back promo. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. I can still watch that back today, and I still get mm-hmm. the same like, oh, holy shit, vibe. I actually literally did like watch yeah. it the other day because <laughs> yeah. it was. I was like, I want to see this again. But then, so fucking good. But then it's like for the next month, he's just fighting, you know, so and so competition on Rampage. You don't need that. You don't need to see Punk every week, and it's not the fact that he's not good enough or he can't make it work. Like you don't need to, and if you do, mm-hmm. you don't need to see him fighting undercard guys. I know he wants to put people over. But save that for the guys who have emerged as pay-per-view level talent. Yeah. Because now it's like, 
oh, I can pretty much tune in the you know Rampage or Dynamite and just see Punk wrestle whenever. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a special attraction anymore, and that's one thing I think they struggle with. Why things do become less exciting also because they're not they're not saving their attractions to be main attractions. If mm-hmm. That makes any sense. They're just like, oh, you guys like him? Well, here he is on YouTube. Mm. It's not special anymore. I I will say the match this week was really good because it was it wasn't someone that's like you know a low sure. card buried right. talent like a dark match person right like it was fucking Penta like Penta's super over. CM Punk is super over right like it was very much. Um, did you guys see Danielson Suzuki? Yes. You know how like fucking over both of them were, like how mm-hmm. the crowd was like just trading like chants back and forth between the two of them yeah. as they're going through chops. Hundred percent what this match was. It was just back and forth, you know, between CM Punk, El Cerro Miedo. You know what I mean? Like it was just back and forth between the two of them. It was so good um, because it was like someone that was like at a good over level right. to to reach Punk's. It wasn't like a, okay, I still knew that Punk was gonna win. But it was still like fun watching it because, you know, Penta did a, did a great job oh, making me think he was gonna win. <laughs> Remember that weird spot like months and months ago when Cody was still in AEW? It, was, it might have been about a year ago now, actually, where Penta randomly attacked him, and then he had like a hardcore match the following week, and Penta was a heel, and then the next week he was just a face, and they never touched again. What? Yeah, no, I, I, that's when like Cody Rhodes just like failed like attempts like he was away doing like tv or something or one of his tv shows or something and he came back and he did one of his interviews where he says three words and then gets cut off by someone's music and penta came out attacked him with a chair or maybe it was backstage whatever he got the crap beat of him by penta with the chair and they had like a, a hardcore no 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 dq match the following week cody won and then the next week they didn't mention it again and uh you know penta was just facing him hmm and it's like that's the kind of stuff where it's continuity. Yeah, you need some. And, that, and look, I, I'm I'm cool with it. I get it because at least with AEW, you do see you see they do learn from their mistakes on occasion. And they're a new company, and Tony Khan has not been booking wrestling professionally for you know twenty years. Right. So I get it. He's it, not it's in okay. a family of of wrestling. Promoters, exactly. Right. Exactly. Like Vince grew so, into it. He's gonna. He, Tony yeah, just he, has the money. Exactly. I mean, Tony Khan has been pretty, you know, well documented. He's the kind of guy. He's not. He's gonna go backstage with you while they're booking and just smoke weed with you and hang out. Right. Like, which clearly something's working because mm-hmm. people love it there, and it's a good product, and it's getting better. Mm-hmm. And I, I, as excited as I was for a new promotion when AEW first started a couple years ago, I watched the first episode and I saw Joey Janela in a main event, and I was like, I'm out. I can't. I, I, I can't. If, if Joey Janela is your thing, that's fine. Doesn't work for me. He's not believable. Mm, right. And they have people in there who are believable, which is my kind of carrying on here. I know, but that's like my biggest problem with the Bucks is like they're five ten and one hundred and thirty pounds each, and they kick out of everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. You could shoot them point blank and get a two and a half count. They're try it. They're perfect heels because they they just have that like hittable face. Like I just look at them like you couldn't tell me that they were a heel. You just like I just look at them and I'm like, man, I don't know what the fuck it is. I just want to hit that dude in the face. Like <laughs> I just want him to get hit in the face. Like I feel yeah. like that's the best trait of a heel is like 
people just look at you and want you to get fucking hit. Like, and they have that. Like, they have that. Like, they have built a whole fucking career on on just having the fucking heel vibe. Oh, it, that aspect of it, they're really mm-hmm. good at. They're it's really amazing, good at the but whole. Like the in ring, yeah. Like the fact that it's, like they always kick out, they always they, win. Like it is. They, it. Yeah. I know they lost the title a few months back to you know to uh, 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 what do they call themselves? Uh, well, they just lost to FTR. FTR, but when they lost the tag AEW tag team titles, they lost to um, Penta and uh, Phoenix. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. oh yeah. None so they that. lost that, and that was great. But again, you had to damn near kill them in a match to get the three count, which is okay as long as you lose once in a while. But when yeah, they'd open well, up. Every, for, for, actually killed. Yeah. <laughs> well, for a while though, they'd open up every show. They'd have a twenty-minute match where, like, no matter what anybody did, they hit repeated finishers on these guys who are, like I said, five ten, a buck thirty, over and over again, mm-hmm. and kick out, and right. then they'd hit their move and they'd win. And it's like hundred percent, like exactly first like, half hour of the show. And- when they're going up against like Jurassic Express, it just never felt. It felt. It felt fine if they would kick out of Jungle Boy, because it's like okay, like size to size, right. that right. seems that seems right, right. But then you have the monster of fucking Luchasaurus in there, and it's like, come on, like really, <laughs> like you just got power bombed like fifty feet into the floor, like. Yeah, it doesn't hurt your character at all if you have that as a big spot and you get pinned. It, it's not going to hurt you at all. People no. are still going to cheer. It's going to make it more believable because next time that happens, people are going to go, oh, shit, is this it? And then it doesn't necessarily have to be because when you kick uh-huh. out, it's going to be a surprise. Exactly. But, I yeah. Yeah. Still, really good product. I enjoy it. It's just, I mean, those are those are minor criticisms, honestly. Like those aren't. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not anywhere near the criticisms no. of current WWE. WWE's problem is fundamental. Like it's 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 in the way they do things. AEW mm-hmm. is just we haven't figured out how to do this better yet, but they are getting there. Right. I think WWE's biggest problem is that they think wrestling and storytelling are two separate things. Yeah. Right. So they do the promos and they do the story pieces separate from the actual combat part and then the combat part feeds to evidence of the promos rather than telling the story in the ring well i mean that's there's I feel the old, like there's a south park quote now to go <laughs> but never mind <laughs> there's the old the old you know vince mcmahon line where it's like when they started the, when they started the movie studio people are like oh you know how different is this from wrestling and he goes well we make movies in the ring every week anyways like to him that's part of it is just it's the storyline is more important than the entertainment and it's right and it's just actual wrestling it's just that they have moved so far away from the integration of the two Mm -hmm. and like that's see like over the past few months like i've just become like a wrestling fan because now i understand like when it's good it's phenomenal form of storytelling like it's a very like like organic off the cuff like you know this is an improvised fucking like like you know like movie level combat uh, between two people just trying to tell a fucking story, right? You're telling the hero's story. The hero's got to beat the, protag- the the antagonist, right? Like, you got to beat the villain. But sometimes the villain fucking loses, or the villain wins, right? So it's just like... It's, it's, it, it's good when it's good. When it's not good, it's fucking awful. <laughs> that, makes, that makes me think of something. Uh, have you ever watched... It came out years ago. I, I don't know, even about 10 years ago now. It's this thing about fan did. And it's uh, I think it was on YouTube. It's called Wrestling Isn't Wrestling. And it was one time. It was about it was uh, they did one. It was about uh, the dude's favorite wrestler, Triple H, 
and it was pretty much how it was funny because he did it, he did it with all women too like all the wrestlers triple h triple... make this video no 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 no. okay um the guy who made his favorite character or wrestler was triple h yeah so i know was that's like what a, i was, was saying like... was it triple oh yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it was paul Levesque. um and uh it was stephanie made by terror rising um <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh um, what a pull yes but uh, no, but it, it was it was good because it was pretty much saying what you're saying. It was a rundown of like his career from WCW and all the all the people, the big feuds he'd have throughout the year, and like how, like when the Orton feud, there's a line where he's just like Orton's like, oh, I'm a snake, I'm a snake, and he's like, this is a guy I can definitely trust. I'm gonna be on your side, and it was just and it it was all stuff like that, and it was, I don't know, maybe I'm looking through it with rose colored glasses. It was really funny, but it was also true because the whole point of it is. What you just said, when it's bad, you're embarrassed to admit you enjoy watching it. And when it's good, it is so good, you can't stop talking about so it. So fucking, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 he actually did all the uh, all the people, for, as far as his opponents go. He had It's just him, and then the rest of it is all women. Because he didn't want, he wanted you to be focused on the point he was trying to make, and not that guy looks like this person. So he just used all women as like everybody, like Cena or and everybody else. Because he wanted you to not focus on this guy doesn't look like him, this guy doesn't look like him, and not take you out of it. He did a really good job on it, and uh, I watched it a couple of times. It's probably like ten years old now, but they even had they even had to do like Triple H actually had to do when he watched it. He actually like retweeted him and like had him as a guest on Raw and everything like backstage and whole nine yards. But I, I it based on the fact that's what you just said is exactly the purpose of what that video was trying to portray. So I just figured mm-hmm. I'd throw it out there because I. A lot of people haven't seen, especially newer fans, and it's not something you would really hear about because it's not something done by any company. It's just a fan did it. So. Right. But I, I, I feel like I keep you know going back to it, but the fucking John Moxley Wheeler Utah, just because it's the most recent example that we can go to, was such a fucking mm-hmm. great example of it. Like that actually told a story in the rest, like just in the wrestling, right? Like yes there was the commentary you know on the side and all that like like dealing with it but like the non-verbal story between the two wrestlers was fucking really well done and it's so like looking at all the pieces that have to go into it it's got to be live it's in front of an audience like a full like encompassing audience you know so it's not even like you can like stand in a specific spot and then the Mm -hmm. camera gets it good like you still got to sell it for in a live massive live audience right like it's a lot of pieces that go into play um that you have to get correct and and when it goes well it's really good storytelling Uh and it's just i think wwe has pulled a lot of the storytelling pieces of in ring away and it's just about we need highlight reels for youtube and tiktok and twitter and instagram and we need the promos to be their own separate thing, right? It's the PGifying of wrestling. Yeah. It's the becoming a public company that changed everything, truthfully. Mm-hmm. And that's what it like if all the companies that uh sponsor WWE and uh give them these T V deals all of a sudden decide that they're offended by the product and they pull the money out, WWE doesn't exist anymore. I mean, maybe for a short amount of time, maybe you have some, you know, private investors interested, but they're not gonna have the massive tv deals we're not going to have the 50 million dollars a show from saudi arabia if all that goes away what do you have if tnt tells tony khan we're going to take away your tv deal he's like "Mm, all right (laughs) 
<laughs> my family has a hundred billion dollars. Like we'll just open our own TV station and run it on there. Who gives a shit? Whatever. Like, right. So I mean, he has a little bit more freedom to do exactly what he wants to do. Whereas WWE is like, is this gonna be okay? Is this gonna is this gonna pass the sniff test from everybody involved up the ladder? Whereas Tony Khan's like, eh, if it doesn't, we'll just you know pay somebody else to show it. God, I would love if they could like get some streaming service. Like they could just work with a streaming service to like get on, so I, you can do the same thing where you can get like the premium events and like the live events weekly on there. I, I don't love it. think they have anything uh, past downloaded, but I, I I read online that they actually have I think current uh, Dynamites and uh, Rampages on New Japan Pro Wrestling World. Really? Yeah, because they have their own streaming service, and I believe they have a deal, which I would only assume if they're going to show some stuff, that more stuff is coming. Probably the Ring of Honor stuff, too, if Tony Khan's working with them. So, because that's already an established platform, so it was really smart of him. He doesn't have to worry about doing his own thing and taking mm. spending more money. And I think it's only like 10 or 12 bucks a month, too. But I was thinking about actually getting it, because I'm not a massive fan of like New Japan or anything, but they mm-hmm. do have a lot of good stuff. From, I mean, they have guys like, you know, Balor and or Devitt back then. Mm-hmm. And Shinsuke stuff, uh, yeah, AJ Styles, like all those guys from New Japan, Cody stuff in Japan. I mean, that was good stuff. That was mm. that was fun stuff to watch. Yo, that Wrestle Kingdom eleven though. Oh, the uh, Okada Styles. Omega. Oh, oh yeah, I was thinking I was Okada thinking Omega was, one. Yeah, yeah. You got if you yeah if you haven't watched it yet, watch uh, Nakamura and Styles from nine. That was amazing. Yeah. That was so good. That's that's what made me. When I found out Shinsuke was coming to WWE, I watched that match, and then I was from that point on, I was I was a fan. Mm. So good. And now he's with Rick. No, now he's Ooh. about to. Now he's about to get his ass kicked by Roman Reigns at Backlash. So mm. there's another main event oh, yeah. I could give two shits about. Because yeah. he's not gonna drop it to fucking Shinsuke. No. I mean, I uh, love Shinsuke. Shinsuke yeah. is amazing, and I I, I don't want to talk for you guys, but I'm assuming you both love Shinsuke because we've all talked about. Oh, one of my favorites. Absolutely. Because he's great. Absolutely. He's got he's got it. He's got like he's a great wrestler. He's great on the promos. Like with like he's just got like the 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 attitude, the vibe, the swagger about him. Um and but the problem is is like power level wise, the WWE, they've done nothing to like make him anywhere close to Roman's level. I thought it actually happens. I bought my tickets to NXT Takeover Two in Brooklyn to see Shinsuke live, mm-hmm. and that was the, that was the first time we had like the violin play his entrance in and everything like that. And that mm-hmm. place was in there was ten thousand people walking down, walking through Brooklyn at twelve thirty at night, walking the uh, the train station, humming Shinsuke's theme. Mm. People were people stopped caring on the main roster because WWE didn't care on the main roster. Even Once he down, lost the Styles at Mania, it's over. But. Even down to his entrance, the first entrance he did on the main roster, he used to do the thing where he'd run down to the ring and he'd do his mm-hmm. crazy Shinsuke stuff. And then when a certain point in his song hit, he would do that thing where he runs to the ropes and like does the, the backup thing where he holds on mm-hmm. with one hand and almost hits the ground. At a certain yeah. time, he would do that. When it hit the main roster, he stopped. The timing stopped. They were like, no, just get out there and do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it was no longer a thing where it, it, this is part of your character. They didn't care anymore. Mm-hmm. Go watch an NXT entrance and then watch a main roster entrance. It is such a different vibe. The little details is what they're lacking on. Yeah. Continuity and details. They, they they can't seem to grasp that. And just like going slow with it. Right? Yeah. Everything feels force fed and it feels yes. rushed. It's just like, you know, one week 
this person is a face and then it's like guess what next week you're a heel we're gonna make the entire what we could do in three months we're gonna do in one night yeah exactly and then people and stop caring because there's no build-up yeah there's no reason for me to like give a shit if you kill the villain you know in the first chapter why the fuck am i going to continue reading the book <laughs> like yeah exactly unless you replace it with another better villain but you can't do that every single chapter and that's what they're trying to fucking do is they have roman every single chapter you know every pay-per-view and he beats someone else and it's just like i know he's not going to lose until he faces cody and like the thing that's so frustrating is like you have the same thing right now that Shinsuke's doing. He's trying to face off against... He's trying to face off against Roman. It's how they're building it because the Usos, you know, destroyed Boogs, right? Like, they fucking injured him, even though Boogs injured himself fighting the Usos. So it really doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, and this is going to be for, like, a title opportunity. Like, he's going to challenge Roman at Backlash. But he's not going to fucking win because it's the same thing they did at Survivor Series mm -hmm. when Roman took the crown from uh, King Woods, right? He did all that bullshit stuff leading up to, you know, him and the Usos, like, beat the shit out of the New Day. And then you have Big E step in, and that wasn't for a title opportunity. And it's the perfect time to have Roman lose because, mm -hmm. you know, Big E is, like, more inspired to fight for his friends and he can actually win because it's not like you're not taking away his title run, Romans. So it's like, like Shinsuke is just not going to win this one, especially no. because Cody's here now. Like they're not going to drop it to Shinsuke to then have Shinsuke drop it to Cody. Like that doesn't make any fucking sense. So it's just like, I don't care. <laughs> and to, to your point about how uh, do, doing things that could take a month and, and make, make them happen in one night. Would anybody have cared that much about the Cody Seth match? I mean, it was a great match, but would anybody have cared if for the five weeks leading up to it there was some variation of Cody and Seth facing each other? Of course no. not. No, of course not, not at all. Not even a little it, bit. Because you kill anticipation. Mm -hmm. If 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 Cody Rhodes had come out a month beforehand and said, "I'm going to face at WrestleMania," and even if they, I mean, the only way it would have still been okay probably is if they hadn't touched, if they didn't fight at all. But if they had a, oh, we're going to have a tag match and a six-man match. We're going to have you go one-on-one, -on -one and then there's a screwy finish. And, oh, well, then you're going to see him next week, and there's going to be a real finish. But nobody cares anymore. We've seen it five times. Nobody cares. Right. So, uh, it, it's... They got some stuff out of WrestleMania. So, hopefully, they're learning. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a little pessimistic that they have, but let's hope so. For the sake of the talent, because they have... Much like AEW, plenty of talent to do what they want, whatever they want to do. They just have to do it right. Yes, sir. All right. Well, I have I have a short game. If you are still up for it, or we can yeah. I can save it for next week. Yeah, I'm, I'm good for it. All right. So I found a website that was updated in July, so not too long ago. It's not whose balls had... are these, is it? Huh? It's not whose balls are these, is it? No, 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 no. no. Okay. Who's Who's bulge? <laughs> oh, don't even, because I'll do that. You know, I'll no, like, don't, don't this. fucking do it, because I'll probably be good at it or something. Who's not Who's that? <laughs> Who is bollocks at this? That's gotta be Kane. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have the list of the top fifteen wrestlers in WWE WWF history for all time wins. So we're gonna go back and forth. 
And then if you get that number of the person, that's how many points you get. So if you get the number one person, you get one point. You get the number 15 person, okay. All right. you get 15 points. So there's low-hanging fruit, but then there's other opportunities too. Yep. And we'll go back and forth. You guys figure out who's going first. I think Alex is newer. I oh, think Alex will go first. Look, Alex, Damn it. Alex go first. All right. Alex, go ahead. Top 15. No points wrong if you miss it. If we get to a point where you're just stuck, then we'll just end it. So we're going most wins? Most wins in WWE, WWF history. And this is all wins, not just TV, not pay-per-view, like everything, house shows, everything. Number, you know. If you go ahead and think, I'm going to be right back. Yeah. Oh, man. He's going to be right back. So while you're thinking, you know, think about it. Get a couple in your head while we wait for Chris. I'm going to open up this absolute pack then. Do it. And then we'll do that since we haven't done cards in here and you know cards comics yes. and carbs we right <laughs> right so, so i'm just gonna 20... spit Go out you just want me to like just spit out fucking names and then yeah but you, you guys will go back and forth okay so just just maybe if you want to make a list just to think about it yep while he, while he waits and i'll just say who i get so this is a 2020 absolute fat pack so burrow herbert rookies are in here so I have Deshaun Jackson, Teddy Bridgewater, Sean Watson. Great start. Matthew Stafford as a lion. Stefan Diggs, Kyler Murray. Ooh. I got a nice orange and green hollow of Deshaun Jackson. That's pretty cool. Anthony Miller, Mike Gusecki. Oh, is this a auto? No. The absolute messes with you and it puts cards upside down. Usually, when you have like the upside down cards, that means it's an auto. It messes with Jalen Rager, Damien Williams insert, Jerry Rice insert, some rookies. Dearrington Evans, don't know who that is. Juwan Jennings, Antonio Gibson. Oh, there's a Herbert. It's a nice Herbert rookie. Ooh. I'll take a Herbie. Ooh. That's fine. Just a base. Darnell Mooney. Nate Stanley, Isaiah Coulter, Van Jefferson. I'll load up the Van Jefferson as well since he has a Super Bowl ring now. And the Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> and then I just, so while he was, I had him thinking, I just opened up the uh, the absolute fat pack real quick. All right, it'd be good. I got a Deshaun Jackson like parallel. I just dropped it. So now the value is way down from, oh, I just ran over it with my freaking. Well, it, it's true, like, to, uh, true to form, so, Deshaun Jackson gets hurt the minute he comes out. So, <laughs> yeah. Then there's a Van Jefferson rookie and a Justin Herbert rookie. So nice. I'll I'll take those. All right, hold on. Let me just sleeve these up real quick, and then we shall go. It's funny because these are just like like it looks like these are early because these aren't really on field. There's no stands. There's no. You can't really tell. It looks like preseason. Uh, oh, no. Never mind. These are cool cards, though. Well, the that Herbert nice. nice and safe. Yeah. yeah, from 2020. I just I was surprised yep. to see it today, so I'm like, I'll pick one up. All right, Al, go for it. Number one I'm going to say is John Cena. John Cena. John Cena. Number one. One point. 17.43 for wins. It's like the only one I was comfortable with. Chris. Oh, Cena was only one? Cena was number one. Cena was number one. Okay. Uh, but I mean, I get it. Like, you get more points with the less obvious ones. 
right? Like that's the idea yep. behind. So, oh, so, so if you get, right, if you like get John number Cena five, number one seems like pretty obvious, okay. right? I got like, you. I he was there for a long time. He had a yeah, huge yeah. push. Like he always won. Yep. That was yep. my, you know, yeah. rationale with that. Well, Undertaker. Right. Number two, Undertaker. Sixteen ninety nine. That's what I had. Undertaker. Two to one. All right. Sweet. Um. Okay, going over here. Three. Let's see. Bret Hart. Bret Hart, number four, 1469. Ooh, and number four. So, 5-2. Chris. Bruno Sammartino. Ooh. Not on the list. Oh! Too wow. old. Holy shit. I don't, yeah. Damn. Okay. Yeah. I thought that might be an eight or nine pointer for a minute. But, yeah. But, yeah, no. You got to think because there weren't many house shows and stuff back then, too. You know what I mean? Like, you got to think. Mm, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's true. a lot. Yeah. All right, Al. Ooh, house shows. These are all-time wins, yeah. As of July, so. Um, too much. I was adding a couple. Uh, I said Bret Hart, right? You did. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels, number five, with 1234. Ooh. Ow, I would just, I would just like to add, when I was adding, and I'm making my list here, and I put Bret Hart, I ended up putting, because I was thinking Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, and I thought they were, like, pretty close Brett together. Michaels. I put Bret Michaels, and I was like, <laughs> wow, the irony on that one. Like, <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> All right, Chris. Kane. It's Kane, gotta be Kane. Number three, 1496. Yeah, he was around a while. He had a lot of tag teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a house show specialty. Yeah, so like, yeah, he, yeah. He'd always be out there. Yeah. Not okay, full main okay. event, but enough to. Right. Like, so you guys already have the top okay. five. Look at that. Nice. All right. All right, Al. 10 uh, to 5 right now. My guess is going to be Randy. I mean, he's been there for fucking ever. Randall, number Randall seven, Keith Orton. 1205. There's one that, never mind, I'm not going to say it. There's one worth a lot of points that should be higher on the list. So whoever says that one's going to make it interesting here. Triple H. There he is. Damn. He's only 11. Really? That's 11 well, points. Yeah, but he, he was, like, forced to lose a lot of matches. Yeah, as a heel. Yeah. Right? Like, after the uh, So he the had event. A, an even thousand. <laughs> okay. Interesting. An even thousand. So the next biggest one you have is number six. And then eight through 15 with minus number 11. Al's okay. up by one right now. Um, I'm going to have to call in from the 619, say Rey Mysterio. Number fourteen. Ah, oh wow. yes, nine hundred seven wins. I'm just trying to think of Damn. like guys that have been there for yeah, fucking for ever. Ray Mastrio. That's, mm -hmm. Yeah, Ray Mastrio. Ray Mastrio. Yes. Damn. Jeez. He ain't fucking around. All right, Chris. Got it. I want. <sighs> you should be able to get thirteen out of fifteen as a group. There's two that on here that I'm like, ah, eh, you're not gonna get. I wouldn't have gotten these two if I was playing this one. I know that. Jeff Hardy. Nope. Oh, no Jeff Hardy. 
Oh, thank you for that. I'm gonna go Matt Hardy. <laughs> Matt Hardy number what? twelve. <laughs> Matt Thanks, Hardy rehab. A lot Thanks, rehab. Yeah. Well, because when you said house shows, I was like, that's all they fucking did. Like, yeah. it's oh, all. Man. It's it's just wins all time. All right, it's a lot to a little right now. Edge, Chris, you can still do this. Nope, Ooh, no, no edge. edge. He was gone for a long fucking time. But still, he won like every match for like five yeah. years, it seemed. He yeah. did, you're yeah. right. All right, Al. Stick a fork in him. I mean, what are you going to do when Hulkamania runs wild? Like, Hogan's got to be on the list. He no, forced yeah, himself I, I, into I, I, wins. It's all San Martino thing. I've had the same thing, but they had house shows. 1,015 so. for Hogan. Uh, but San Martino was before, like, the... You know the yeah. glitz and glam of everything. He was still at the company like twenty years though. I figured out at least carry something. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I guess when you're going once so a week. One, you know. two, I'm surprised he's not three, on there four, either because yeah. like you have five left on the list: number Shit. six, number eight, number nine, number thirteen, number fifteen. I have one more loose guess, and I don't think it's right. All right, who's who's up right now, Chris? Right? Yeah. Um. I want to say this person. I know they didn't have a long run, but Stone Cold? No, not mm. Stone Cold. Al, who's your last loose guess here? This is just someone that's been around for, like, since, like, the beginning of the 2000s, I believe. But, like, you know, like, 2000, like, the end of that. Like, 2000, like, 7, 8, 9, I feel. Okay. So it's been a while. They've been super over. I want to say Kofi Kingston. Number eight. Get the fuck out of here. Kofi Kingston, 1163. Oh, God damn. Al's on fucking 20. Let's kill him here, some, man. Damn. You need to get some Mary Jane into this guy. God damn. Oh. <laughs> so four Holy left. Let's see if you can shit. see it here. Four, I'll, give, I'll give you this. Four left. One, one still active. Uh, one sort like is still around, but not fully active. One retired and one dead. <laughs> okay. Best way to say it, because he's not active, so. Now it's who was around long enough in what time period. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much the game. I'll give you one other. One of them is currently in AEW. But we're counting WWE wins. Active in AEW? No, can't be. It's got to be an AEW legend. Who's up, Chris? You're up, right? Ooh, is it Big Show? It is the Big Show, number six. Oh, that's right. Twelve yes. twenty-three. Oh, so we're down shit. to number nine, number thirteen, number fifteen. Like I said, if I was playing this, I would never have gotten nine or fifteen. So, thirteen is the one who's active. Alex, there, uh, I'll give another hint. Well. I'll wait because you're since you're since you're winning, I'm gonna wait to give it a hint. God damn it! Oh man, now I'm like trying to think. Well, I'll just say number the one the active one is an answer to one of my favorite wrestling trivia questions that I know I've used on this on this show. It's like my it's my favorite wrestling trivia question because it it spans multiple multiple years. What's your favorite wrestling trivia question? I'm not going to say that because you guys know the answer, <laughs> and then that's going to just give it away. 
I can tell you there are three people who are the answers to that question, one of whom was already mentioned. Is it Seamus? Look at you, fucking big brain. Yeah. Seamus, 914. Because he was the Royal Rumble, the... Royal Rumble catering and, and uh, Money in the Bank. Right, and so has I love, uh, I love Brock Lesnar. So, but yeah. it's not Brock Lesnar, because Brock Lesnar's been nope. in and out. I can't imagine Brock Lesnar's it, on no, this list. No, it's not Brock Lesnar, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Edge was the other one. So okay, there's yep. two left, one who's been long retired, and I'm surprised is on this list, and one who, again, is dead. Okay, I've got... Okay, I got like nothing else. Good luck, Chris. Uh, Chris, you want to take any guesses here? Chris, you're only down by 52. So oh, okay, that's good. <laughs> so I mathematically cannot win. In a, in a, okay. with, only t- with 24 uh, points, still, that can make each point worth 18. I still right. want to get him, though. I still want to. I still want to get this, though. Both of them have been tag team champions, just not together. Um. One of them, the biggest belt is the Intercontinental. The other one, the biggest belt they had was probably the European title. Um, like I said, they both definitely hold held tag team titles. One is dead. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, long dead. Like not not definitely not recent. Uh... One was part of a big faction, a very popular faction in the mid nineties late 90s one what had a one was i think this is actually another one one was a a career face i don't even think this 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 other one was ever a heel but bobby heenan always liked to fuck with this guy's name i have no fucking idea great boss man nope not great boss man that's a good guess Neither of them had an American character. Okay. Not Owen Hart. Nope, not Owen Hart. Okay. Iron Cheek. Nope. He's not dead. No, but he's retired. Oh, but only one of them's dead. Right, right. Only one of them's dead. (sighs) Fuck. One of that, let's see. I'm trying to think. I think it was out of WrestleMania where one of them had their tag team partner turn on them in the middle of a tag match. Yes. It's not time yet. It was yet. old WrestleMania. Normal. Old WrestleMania. I think that's when it happens. Um, British Bulldog? British Bulldog is number 15. Yep. 895. I was shocked when wow. I Wow. I would not have fucking guessed that. That's not who I was thinking Which, of. Well, I haven't fucking guessed. Because that's just Jesus Christ. Bulldog, when I saw Bulldog at number 15, I'm like, damn. like He must have won a lot. Especially late 80s into the early yeah. 90s he just like especially when he was on the british bulldogs said he's the one who was mm. maxed out okay. at european title i don't think he won the the intercontinental title i know this other guy oh. definitely won the intercontinental title the other guy's still um, alive he said right i for to the best of my knowledge haven't seen this guy on tv in two three two and a half decades probably exactly in the very early royal rumbles he's in a couple of them Bob he Backlund. was in, uh, huh? Nope, not Backlund? Bob Backlund. No. Nope, not Backlund. Okay. I have no so fucking idea. Had... I've got no guesses at this point. Uh, no, I've got no guesses. His old tag, I don't want to say who his old tag team partner was because it gives it away. His old tag team partner was of Canadian, uh, French-Canadian descent. And it started a rivalry between the two when he walked out on them. 
I thought it was WrestleMania, but I could be wrong. Um, I, was I feel like say, he's one of the first, huh? I was going to say Patterson, but he died a couple of years ago. No, he, I think he was one of the first people in the first ever Royal Rumble, if I remember correctly. Because I know Bret Hart was number one in the first one, but I, I think he might have been number two. I can't remember, though. Um, Canadian descent. They, they gave him a very racial nickname, like not super offensive, but still like you're just like, hmm. It's also a word that Razor Ramon used a lot. Jesse Ventura called him this all the time. What was that? Tito Santana? Tito Santana. There you go. Yep. Never would have fucking guessed that. No, me neither. I'm just saying. And you're right. Tito yeah, Martel, Martel turned on him. And, 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 Martel? And, and, yeah. Yep. It was that mania, right? Yep, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's what I'm sitting here. I'm just like, so it was Rick Martel and Tito Santana, and then Martel turned on him. Were they Strike yeah. Force or something they were called? Strike Force. Yes, it yeah. was. I'm just trying. Mm -hmm. to, I'm like, how else can I get him there without saying? And then uh, uh, Jesse Ventura always called him Chico Santana. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's Razor Ramon's Chico. So it's I'm like I don't know how else to get you. There. <laughs> I got you. Oh, that was good. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed mm -hmm. those clues. I would have never I guessed, guessed those. Nope. I'm trying to I'm think thinking... like how that would have changed from in the last year, like three quarters of a year. So probably like. Sheamus and Mysterio probably bumped up a bit since Hardy's not there anymore. Kofi would have bumped up a bit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I was trying to think of like who, because I remember when Ooh. WWE was more, even though they were like still, you know, nationwide, they were more of a Northeast promotion. Like when I was a kid, I remember going to the Civic Center in Springfield when I was a kid and watching like the month's worth of Saturday morning tapings as house shows. Right. Mm, and yeah. it's like, you'd see the same person three or four times. So I'm like, who did I actually see a lot of? Cause you didn't, mm. you didn't see back when at that point, you're right. You didn't see guys like San Martino. Cause I was early, like late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. I remember seeing guys like Tito Santana and Bret Hart, like two, three, four times at, at uh, per taping. Yeah. Cause you know, but, uh, and Bret Hart was a workhorse dude. He worked. Oh, dude. You know, triple shows. It's like, especially, you know, I mean, when they started traveling and doing, the noon show, the four show, and the eight show. Uh -huh. it's like, mm -hmm. I mean, that was like my logic with it was like, who's been in it for a while and has been like over and pushed, right? John Chena. Mm -hmm. John Chena. The honky, yeah. the honky tonkin' man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> ben. That was one with Ben Roethlisberger. It was Ben. Ben Surf and Turfer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, if you ask, if you ask Hogan, he's gonna be number one on that list. But. Yeah, pretty he body slammed a 9,000 pound Andre the Giant in front of 673 million people in Detroit, brother. He died six days later. Just from the impact of Hulkamania running Wait, wild on him. It's such a Possibly bullshit lie brother. to even fucking say that. Like, I don't even know why. Like, what's. Do you want to say that you're the one that led to the death of fucking Andre the Giant? Even though they fought like a fucking year later. Like. Yeah. I, and he was on TV for another three years at I least. Know. I yeah four dude's crazy, dude. Andre died in '93, so it's like solid yeah, was, five years. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because what WrestleMania? Yeah, I remember, I remember WrestleMania seven when he was with uh, I think it was Haku. He was with as a tag team champion. Yeah, and then Demolition beat him, I believe. The S and M mm -hmm. Fanboy. Uh, yeah, and then I think he died a couple years after that. But he died. He died right at like like the second or third episode of Raw ever. It was right, right then. Yeah, like literally, right. it, yeah. Was, it was the one of the premiere episodes. So, and that and that debuted January of '93. So it was the beginning yeah. of '93. Have you guys watched the Andre the Giant documentary on HBO? No, I uh, highly recommend. I've watched it like yeah. six times. Highly recommend. It. Right. Very good, very good. 
Also, Francesca Bride first. Well, no, it's not a WWE picture, so you're not getting their slant. It's, I mean, it's done with like their cooperation, but it's not done by them. I, yeah, I remember yeah. seeing the 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 promo for it for like they they pushed it to the moon. Oh, it was really but good. But I just I never actually watched it. Sad. The ending sad. We don't know how it ends, unfortunately. But it's 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 a really good yeah. With him getting slammed Hit by, by Hogan at WrestleMania seven. Yeah, yeah Hogan. At WrestleMania then, three, rather. Yeah. yeah, and then he died six days later. Yeah. But but. But we got to feel bad for Hogan because he tore 18 muscles in his back. He's body like, slamming a 13,000 pound giant in front of 700 million people in Detroit, brother. I love how you said the same thing but changed the numbers yeah. four minutes later. Yeah, like the most exactly. Hulk Hogan thing you could do. Oh, uh, what uh, a piece of shit. You know what? I think it's time for some more cheesy television. <laughs> yeah. And my computer's about to die, but. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that ah, could be cheesy calzone time. Yeah, I gotta get this dog food cow and cow take her for a walk, and then I gotta get going. That was a long episode. Yeah, so. We went over two yeah. hours, so yeah, it's two hours and five minutes. That's good, nice. So, all right, cool deal. And if you asked Hogan, cool, cool. it'd be a three-day episode. Jesus, yes, sir. The highest-rated episode ever. Talk brother. for nine thousand straight minutes, brother, about how I body slammed a eight-million-pound onto your giant in front of seven billion people in Detroit. All right, this I'm episode got double-digit views because of me, brother. All right, <laughs> we have tens and tens of fans. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're do hey we're doing this podcast for the dozens and dozens. All right. Of brain cells we have left. Bra- right. Yeah, whatever yeah. we have left that's probably gonna be gone by this evening. Uh, cool. On that note, yeah, thank yeah, you for listening to Cards, Comics, and Carbs. We will see you next week, or you'll hear us. Whatever, however you consume it, that's you know we appreciate your support either way. Yeah. Easy calzone. You got a math problem for us, Alex? Before we go? No. <laughs> <laughs>